all realities simultaneously at any and every time. If I tap into the higher frequency, that that the express lane, the HOV lane, yeah, right, of where that particular light spectrum is traveling, but the density that you get, now we're dealing with identity. Now mm. we're dealing with politics. Mm. Now we're dealing with history. Mm. Now we're dealing with all of the things that are earthbound, right? To deal with our experience here, which is, as you know, it ain't been that long. That's a fact. But it's entertaining and it's engagement. Why? Because of the um, faculty of stimulus. Mm. You know, we're feeling it. We swear right. it's real. Can't tell us no different. We even bring traumatized feelings from other past lives mm. into this one to refill it and say, I got something to solve. I got to deal with my past life issues. That was in your past. You know, you, you, you're a light, you know what I'm saying? That has traversed different time zones and dimensions. Again, the, the earliest light emanation, now we are the latest iteration of that light coalesced in flesh, having this experience. This is just our spacesuit, but that memory is eternal. And when this spacesuit is up, my energy is going to go on to the next iteration, to the, the next experience. I'm 19 Keys, and this is high-level conversation. Tap in with the God. Peace family, is 19 Keys, tapping in for another high-level conversation. Today, I brought you a cosmic being. You understand me? One of the, who I like to call, inventors of the conscious community. See, a lot of you all may have seen a lot of conscious figures come out of this community over the last 30 years. You understand me? But behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, there have been some champions bringing to light some of the most prolific thinkers to the frontier of our consciousness. This is a brother who was also one of the synchronization masters when you talk about the law of 44. A lot of people want to talk numerology. They want to talk consciousness. They want to talk synchronicity. They want to talk chakras. They want to talk all of this liberation talk and things of that nature. But if you go to the catalog of this man, you will find the notes that he's already written the hymns that most people sing. You understand me? This is none other than the young God because he doesn't age because he understands that he is timeless. You understand me? And he has the ability to consistently reinvent himself throughout the ages. One of the few who has consistently made sure that he commands the forefront regardless of what new frontier happens. Whether it's on YouTube, whether we're in the streets, whether you're on the corner, whether it's events, whatever it is, this brother is always there helping, bringing in and administering some of the new spooks and messiahs of the culture. You understand me? This is also one of my business partners, my brothers, somebody that I've toured around the world with teaching higher consciousness to black, melanated Moors, Israelite, Hebrew, Asiatic, original people all across this planet. This is none other than the God himself, Mr. Blue Pill 44. Oh, peace, my brother, honest. <laughs> I stand up for that. Yes, sir. Thanks. My brother, welcome to the show, man. Indeed, it's an honor to be here. Man, I want to jump right into it, man. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how a person can go about raising a vibration out the matrix. You know, we live a life that condenses us and it leaves us so dense that we trap down here. You understand me? I think most people would love to vibrate higher, but when they really think about how to get past it, 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 it seems unobtainable to the average person. Right. And when they hear about chakras, they think of it in a magical, 
in a mystical way rather than any practical application. What could you give to a person to begin the remedy well, of vibrating higher? You, you, you posed your question very strategic, which will allow me to illustrate, yes, right? Sir. So if we think about it like coils, let's think about it as a snake and the most densest coil of a snake, snake is gonna be at its base, mm. right? Where the majority of the tension and everything coalesces at that particular base. That's a swelling of energy and then it would be read by nature based on the concept or the visuals that we're painting in somebody's head by saying swelling. Hence the fact we have our root chakra, it's our, you know, it's the, what I call the basement, right? Mm. What's the first floor of a skyscraper, right? You in the building, right. but you're just on the first floor. Right. The building is a skyscraper, you gotta get to the penthouse, right? This episode is brought to you by Goldwater. So, when I was making observations about why a lot of people in this plane identify with, let's say, quote unquote, demon time, right? A demonic energy or force would be something that's so heavy and dense as spirit that it's gonna be something that's majority visual. It's gonna be materialized. Mm. This will be more earthbound. This will be a, a, a vision that people see more that they, you know, when, when people have a day out of the year to dress up as anything that they wanna be. Right. They put on horns. Yeah, right? they go demon, huh? They go demon, right? They have an opportunity to uh, express themselves because the flesh is grotesque, mm. right? The flesh is grotesque. Spirit as a lofty, spiritual, ethereal thing does not, you know, defecate. It does not even fornicate, you know what I'm saying? So to be an earthly flesh in a spirit realm is considered to be very grotesque but you have an opportunity down here to do things that matter, cannot do in any other plane of existence, which is express itself. We are time unfolding on itself, mm. right? Hence the fact that you said that I'm timeless. If I identify myself as the latest iteration of a cosmic vibration that always existed since the beginning of time, right? I'm just unfolding on myself, but I've always been here. So once my mind turns on and I'm illuminated to that reality, I'm in my quantum reality, mm. right? Because in all realities, simultaneously at any and every time, if I tap into the higher frequency, that, that the express lane, the HOV lane, yeah. right? Where that particular light spectrum is traveling, but the density that you get, now we're dealing with identity. Now mm. we're dealing with politics. Mm. Now we're dealing with history. Mm. Now we're dealing with all of the things that are earthbound, right? To deal with our experience here, which is, as you know, it ain't been that long. That's a fact. But it's entertaining and it's engagement. Why? Because of the um, faculty of stimulus. Mm. You know, we're feeling it. We swear right. it's real. Can't tell us no different. We even bring traumatized feelings from other past lives mm. into this one to refill it and say, I got something to solve. I got to deal with my past life issues. That was in your past. You know, you, you, you're a light, you know what I'm saying? That has traversed different time zones and dimensions. Again, the, the earliest light emanation, now we are the latest iteration of that light coalesced in flesh, having this experience. This is just our spacesuit, but that memory is eternal. And when this spacesuit is up, my energy is going to go on to the next iteration, the, the, the next experience. So I say all that to say that um, at, at this realm of matter, physical matter, what they call Malkuth, the kingdom, 
which also is depicted as red, you know, you have to go through the, the muddy water. It's very dense here, you know what I'm saying? With the Kanye boots at that. You know what I mean? You gotta go through the swamp. Uh, but then you start ascending what's called Jacob's Ladder and it gets lighter and lighter, okay? You go through the lower three chakras going from the root chakra, which is dealing with home, homeland, and your God. So your home or your homeland makes you identify with God. Case in point, when we were an agrarian, agricultural people, when you put a seed in the ground, in order for that harvest to come, you got to put it during a certain moon cycle and you heavy on your prayers. You're not going to miss one. You're going to be on your knees every single night, making sure that you make some sort of cosmic connection. Mm. You're presently present and aware. When we were agrarian and agricultural, we were very cognizant and aware of our relationship with the Most High because it was contingent upon us harvesting, right? Bringing produce. And as much as you can produce, Right, your lady gonna let you produce. That's a super fact. If you could feed him, she'll breed him. That's a fact. I'm talking about, and a man's wealth is in his family. Mm. You taught us, or you reminded us so skillfully of that in this particular lifetime. Honest to you, brother. Appreciate you. So, you know, with 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 with, with that being said, you know, <clears throat> the homeland is important. Identifying or connecting your homeland with your higher power and your family life. And then our sacral chakra deals with our sexual, you know, how we are introduced to the concept of sex, whether it's traumatic, mm. or whether you're taught the birds and the bees, whether you do, you know what I'm saying, whether you are naturally able to go into that particular experience. Um, and does that, that have an effect on the rest of your relationship with sex throughout time? Absolutely. That is templating and imprinting your psychological development and how you are orientated around your sexual psychosis will determine how you go to work, how you go to war, you know what I'm saying? How you socialize, because you cannot know your enemy unless you know their sexual proclivities, mm. right? How somebody, that's how they fight, right? How somebody Fs, how they fornicate is how they fight. And all of that is tied into their fight or flight response as well. Explain so, that. You said so the way a person fornicates is connected to a way that they actually fight. Absolutely. Right. And in what particular matter? Is it like the way that they fight, the techniques that they use, whether they're more defensive, offensive? The the um like if, if we go to the psychoanalytical aspects of Freud and them, they would study uh a person's sexual proclivities based on their savagery as well, right? What they're going to do in war, how much fear they're going to have mm. versus how much fear they're not, their level of domination and dominion. Mm. Now, observing it through a European lens, we know that there's a level of perversion to it, but they also will look at our great warriors, right? And be like, you know, this person has great, um, func how, how you pronounce Fecundity. it? Fecundity, right? And you know, it, it, it just speaks to a person's appetite. That's interesting because, you know, when you study different times, you got endocannibalism and exocannibalism, where it talks about whether those people eat their own or, or they eat another people, essentially, mm -hmm. right? And during war times, of course, you know, um, Europeans would eat, right? 
their right. enemies, right. Africans, right. right, to absorb the energy of life, that enemy. Life force, right. And then at the same time, it end up having a psychosexual connection to that as well. And then we've seen that through slavery, during chattel slavery. But when you think about dominating an enemy and then trying to absorb that energy to become that same spiritual force of power, that was one thing that they did and or just dominating period, making whatever is superior to you now submit to you. You understand me? You dominate and therefore you take on that energy or that feeling that you're taking on that energy. Yes. So they say that, you know, in wartime, sometimes they drink the bloods of their energy or their enemy because they feel like they're getting that blood and blood is electricity. You know, it's DNA, it's blood energy. Is life force. So right. therefore they believe that they actually drinking their energy or their enemy and becoming stronger. You know, enemy Absolutely. energy is such a transferable word that I, yes. I keep saying this same in place of the so, other. Right. So you hit on something key, you know what I'm saying? And you spoke on it, their belief that if they were to eat their enemy, they would absorb their enemy's life force as well as the, um, weird preferences that they would have. They would do things to carcasses. They would violate. We saw as recently in the 50s, meaning that yeah. the children that attended those events or grandparents now, the children that attended those picnics and those burnings are old enough to be judges, mm. right? People mainly that are in these senior citizen homes talking crazy to senior citizen workers right. were the same children that, that were in attendance gleefully while their parents carved anatomical parts off of charred figures hanging and swinging. Mind you, these are Christians, right? Speaking about the ideals of thou shalt not kill and love thy neighbor, they're showing their children, them, right? Celebrating the murder and the burning, right, the desecration of the body afterwards, and then the harnessing of that body, putting it into mason jars, right, and utilizing it ritualistically. Mm. That's wild. You feel me? And then there was other aspects of them, you know, utilizing the skin as, 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 as coating, as shields. So I'm not only gonna dominate you, right, I'm going to become you, especially your quote unquote skin, right? So. And, and we, we don't have a record of doing none of these things. But again, the way that somebody fights and the way that they fornicate tells you a lot about their functionalities mentally, mm. right? So these people on a subconscious level want to be in your skin. They want to be you and they want to consume you mm. because there's something that you have, almost like Blade, that will make them a day walker too. That's deep. And, and we actually see that in movies a lot. You understand me? Um, you know, the consumption of melanin, you understand me? And mm -hmm. the fixation on it, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that within this country, they always say the secret of this country is the black body because that's what first thing that powered the industry it's of the this country. Of the, yes. It's the first money, it's the first yes. stock. Right. It was the first reason for insurance, right. everything. So, right. if, if, if you was to go and find, right, they say the cornerstone that the builder rejected. We know that Benjamin Banneker has something to do with laying the cornerstone in DC. But if you was to go and find the 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 matrix, the power spark, how they show in Transformers, mm -hmm. right? What is the very thing that powers this country? What is what is the the circuit board? Mm. Right? It would be some melanin. When you lift that contraption back. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see one of us as the battery mm. powering up this matrix. 
That's, I mean, when we think about, you know, I had a conversation, I forget who was I talking to, the thing was Billy Carson. Mm -hmm. We talked about this on a live though, how black women were the first computers in this country. Absolutely. You understand me? And hidden figures. Yeah, hidden figures. About when NASA. Like, literally called them computers. Human computers, yes. And you know, the computer was modeled, if you will, of the brain of the black woman. But black women yes. haven't specifically got a representation as highly intelligent figures in this country, right? Even though every particular uh, movement, the brain behind that movement were black women. You understand me? These were black women planning the events, the details, the designing, how things should be going. The brothers would go to these black women and then they would have these meetings on strategy and campaigns. So right. black women have always been our computer. Before there was a Google or YouTube, it was the black woman we would go to in reference and conversation that we would build with. But this often gets lost in narrative when we talk about, you know, a lot of the movements and especially when we talk about male dominated movements, we do ourselves a disservice by not including the woman. Because if she can't see herself within the movement, then how can she help you? But if this was something that we grew up with on a normal basis, where it's like, oh, okay, you know, back in the day when Marcus Garvey was doing this, you understand me? No, Bajor Ali was doing this. These were the women that was helping them, giving them this certain game, telling them, then we would understand that that's the formula, right? But, you know, hip hop, when we fast forward, they switched it over to bitches ain't shit. You understand me? And they fucking with their homies instead, which was, you know, it's very weird. We already know what that is. That's that's a completely different reversal of energy that we had at first. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you see Lil Wayne saying, you know, uh, fuck bitches, get money. Right. You know, and that basically establishes a hierarchy that money has to be more valuable than right, bitches. Right, right, right. Or the women, of course. But, you know, when they refer to women, they're not talking about his daughter. He's not talking about his baby moms. Not talking about his mother. Right. He's talking about the quality of condition in which he sees the females that's within his life and how he degrades them and how they don't have any value within, you know, his culture, right? But then right. that same mentality was taken by everybody who listened to it, right? Right. There Blindly was, copied There was it. never a distinction made. Mm -mm. And, you know, these questions were asked um, in the 90s when Snoop and them came out with that anthem. There was an attempt as best, you know, as best the community could. They was like, can you define a, a hoe or a bitch, please? Like, right. what's the distinctions here? We talking about this or we talking about all of this? Because when you go over there and they get the lighter they get, you know, the more caring and careful y'all get with y'all language. So is they bitches too? Right. Or is just something dealing with people that look like your mama right. or your sister? Right. You feel me? But it was a pimp language. Right. You know, they got that, that pimp language handed down, you know, through San Francisco, Bay sure. Area. Houston. Right. Then then there becomes a cross-culturalism. And then we got to go back into the archives of people remember the movie Panther. Mm. Right. Not Black Panther that just came out. The movie Panther about the Panthers in Oakland. Yeah. The Mario Van Peebles in them shot. Right. There was a distinct scene. Right. That shows you the 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 transfer of power that took place. Okay, the police came in with the mob, the mob came in with the dope, and the police pressed the D-boys to say, look, we need the gangsters to go against the revolutionaries, mm -hmm. right? This is how we're going to weaponize culture, put some bread in your pocket, right? Give you the, 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 contr the controls because the revolutionaries was pushing back on the hustlers saying they couldn't, you can't sell dope in this neighborhood, you can't prostitute. So they like, oh, y'all cutting into our pockets. You know what I'm saying? You knocking our hustle. And then the folks understanding, you know, how to play one side against the other, 
right? They deputize one side and then they start their dirty tactics in terms of putting the brothers over here in game to remove them systematically one by one and they still locked up to this day, Yeah. right? And now the exception has become the rule. So the exception was always, yeah, you're gonna have a small percentage of the population that deals with underground, underworld activity. And they over here doing that. And for the most part, we got an eye on them and we're able to somewhat keep the devil in his hole and make sure that degeneracy don't spill out on Broadway to affect A, B, and C. Cause I got children and mothers and grandparents in this community that need to feel safe at any given time. So there was codes. There was codes, right? But what codes don't exist in for, the same way anymore. But to enforce a code initially, yeah. But the, the, the things that happen one place happen plenty places. They say we're gonna knock down the intelligentsia, right? The people who are able to not only maintain code, but create it, audit it, evaluate it, you know what I'm saying, update it. Right. Yeah, we're gonna so, take get a little sage over there. Indeed. So I mean that's a that's a very good conversation right there, the intelligentsia talking about the brain trust. Right. Right? Like anytime you want to establish a new order, a new rule, right? Anything, you have to have a brain trust. You understand right. me? Where you bring some of the most brilliant and brightest together, right, to intellectualize the ways moving forward. And I think that that's very important to have an understanding of, you know, today we don't have some of those same methods and codes when we think about movements and we think about liberation. There's right. no intelligentsia to where we say, yo, okay, uh, we're dealing with some of, you know, uh, shootings in the community. We're dealing with, you know, over-sexuality in the community. We're dealing with, you know, a lack of economic stimulation within the community. Well, where's our brain trust? Let's go to them and have a conversation. Understand right. me and see if we can establish some solutions. Right. Right. Sometimes that brain trust gets stagnant and old, whereas the same exact solutions running, running, right. running, running with no efficiency. Right. Um, and then you would say, OK, well, you establish an order to say, make sure we're adding youth in every five years so right. that we keep the ideas fresh and that they're coming from a certain segment. Right. But also, how do you test to say that these people are qualified to say that they are one of the intelligent ones, one of our intellectuals. What is, what, what's the qualification to first say that this person can be a part of the intelligentsia well, in the beginning? We're, we're looking for effectiveness and efficiency like you speak about, right? How is this person able to utilize their minds? Do they understand systems, mm. right? Can they reverse engineer? Um, what is their aptitude to listen to something and to apply themselves? Or oh, this person is a coder chances are they can focus on something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this person has created technological breakthroughs like an Idris. Mm -hmm. Chances are that, you know, this person's brain is orientated to come up with solutions, right? Because that's all the word hacking means. Hacking is solution. So you throw these issues to people who are solution-based and creative-minded, they're gonna come up with a new design, right? This speaks to specifically to the time because the new design that speaks to the time is going to source whatever resources or materials are in circulation or in existence that helps you solve these problems that weren't available yesterday. Do you think we can utilize things like, you know, the human design or uh, Myers-Briggs personality types, you understand me, in conjunction with the people that we bring in? Because let's say like you got ENTJs or INTJs, which are more rare personalities, and they're going to see, feel, 
and experience the world differently. And then what you often find is that subset of group are often in leadership positions because their perspective and the way that they perceive the world is different. So they're yes. often bringing something fresh and new to the algorithm. Yes. Well, I'm designing a, um, an AI, which I call almighty intelligence. Mm. And this particular AI is utilizing metrics that we seem to overlook that, that speak specifically to not machine learning, but human learning. Right. Mm. How can I utilize a machine to learn a human better? There are certain metrics that are available to us, such as tarot, such as human design. People focus a lot on nutrition body wise. You know, I'm going to feed this particular system of the body. I'm going to feed that system. Very rarely do people speak about the mind. Very rarely do people speak about the brain. The brain needs the most energy. Right. The brain is uh, needed to process. The brain is needed to, you know, compartmentalize. The brain is needed for so many things, you know, but we don't know what brain food looks like, you know. We know that the body's electrical, and what I understand about gold is not only is it superconductive, but it's non-corrosive, and it's a noble element. So they say that if I am what I eat, I want to be noble, you know what I'm saying? I want to be of the highest degree, and I also want to focus on mental health. I want to focus on gut health. I want to focus on energy. I want to focus on youth. I want to focus on, uh, you know, accessing uh, pineal activity, hormonal balance. Everything the goal represents is what I want to see more of. So what better thing to do but align myself with this particular product and get it out to as many people as I can by singing the praise of gold, which is something that our people have been doing for over 10,000 years. So right. you said tarot? Yeah. You believe in tarot, like tarot cards? I, I do, I believe in, I, I acknowledge the effectiveness of cardiology and tarot. Yes, and, and different aspects of numerology. Is there, is there a science that you can give us that would establish some sense of understanding for the layman to be like, ah, I see the cards, but how is there any relevancy to tarot card reading, you know, beyond perhaps intuitive intelligence? Well, we, we're, we're all composed of latent energies, right? Everything is connected. In my purview, in my world, the way that I see things, there's no disconnect. So there's an energy signature that you have, right? And then that particular thing speaks a language because it's a frequency. There's an energy signature that's templated in that particular card, right? It's a whole language. It's almost like a glyph. I'm looking at a card, but it's a story. It's a conversation. It's a narrative. Mm. It's, it's, it's multidimensional. It's, it goes this way. You know what I'm saying? You know, like they be doing the card tricks, be like, yeah, yeah. Like that's how one card would give you that much. You know what I'm saying? Is it destiny? Hmm? Is it destiny? It's, 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 it's not so much destiny as much as it is attraction to a particular vibration. Mm, so I you guess know, to believe in the law of attraction would also to be to believe in tarot cards. Because, yeah, when you emit a thought, you were speaking on it, um, there's a, a, a biofrequency that emits the science has been able to detect. So you are putting out a frequency, you're putting out a thought form that particular frequency has a vibration and that vibration is going to magnetize to it whatever, you know, is similar, you know what I'm saying, whatever it's attracting, mm. whatever it's resonating with. So 
the card or flip and it will be a particular concise message from spirit realm that says this is our communication for you but we speak through these particular cards as as you know our communicate because we can't just run up on you and say it in your ear so when you say spirit realm what is spirit realm exactly does it is you know is it more so speaking as a, a multi-dimensional thing you know what you know what i'm saying the best way i can explain this is very simplified yeah. it's the different spectrum of light that we don't have available to our optic nerves mm. you know what i'm mm. saying so different bandwidths of frequency that are operating and communicating simultaneously that's what we should consider spirit realm to simplify it so it's like it's a super quantum, intelligence it's a quantum soup you know it's you, you, you so it's like you know a person is in flow state where Mm-hmm. It's almost as if they can't do nothing wrong. Their brain is just tapped in yeah. where, you know, universal thought is just streaming between them. And yes. that's universal intelligence where they just completely tapped in. And for me, that's operating and utilizing the laws of the universe, because oftentimes we only know the law of attraction. Right. We don't know the law of magnetism. We don't know the laws of confidence, the laws of focus. Right. We don't know all the other laws, but the law of attraction is like that's let's let's that's one law amongst the constitution of the universe. Right. So, you know, when I went to go visit uh, some of the Native American folks up there in the Hamptons. Um, Shinnecock. The Shinnecock yeah. people, man, the, the, the most melanated sovereign my, tribe my, you can find. Folks, yeah. And the brother was explaining to me, because, you know, they operate within sovereignty, right? So they yes. don't pay taxes, things of that nature. Never been conquered, yes. Yeah, and, and he was explaining, he said his, his mentor or his guide, his elder, uh, was telling him that he need to become an attorney. And he confused, like, come on, man, you know we don't deal with the law. Like, crazy, an attorney? After we just talked about all this sovereignty? Right. So he said, no, nah, man, he said a, a, a spiritual attorney where you study the laws of the universe. Mm. And he said, I need you to become, you know, an expert at the laws of the universe. Ugh. And he said, you know, when we're going through different passages within life, he said, as you know, when we are uh, a sperm, right? Yeah. You know, we got we we spin, and they said we don't wiggle the tail; we actually spin it. You spiral, understand right, me? It's right. a spiral action that's happening. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you know, we go to egg. So we we are guided to the egg by the egg, and it's choosing the right one. You understand me to be guided, and we spiraling our way to existence. And then once we get in there, we start to form what we need for right. the next realm. So each realm starts to give and guide you to what you need to go to that next stage, right? So you start to get arms, legs, you know, heart, limbs, spine, right? All of these different things start to form, brain, eyeballs, teeth, and, well, not teeth yet, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But you start to become ready for this next realm. So once you come in there, you understand me, screaming and hollering, as a baby, you will also given everything that you needed. But... That was, if, if you want to call, you know, the divine intelligence preparing mm-hmm. you for that next realm. It's not something you had to ask for, like, yo, I need to walk. It's going to be a certain amount of gravity. No. It was, it was In that darkness, yeah. you've already been ready. Right, you prepackaged. So the question that became, as you born into this realm, yes. you understand me? Then, what are you being prepared for next? Yes. Right? Because when you talk about you know, a person light dies out and that flicker of their flame is gone and there's no more spirit within their life and then their body is no longer uh, uh, useful. It's the spiritual laws that they've dinced on to themselves and added on to their soul and their spirit that they carry on yes. until whatever next form of energy 
or whatever the next stage right. of whatever the development of race existence. Right, right, right. So it's like you have to live your life in some capacity in preparation. You know, and, right. and, and we talk legacy, you know, a legacy is the assets that you pass down when you no longer here. Yes. And I was listening to Magic Johnson and Magic Johnson was giving the greatest capitalist spill ever in existence. How yes. he was selling Kool-Aid and chicken to black people back in the day yes. at the Starbucks and how he flipped it and sold it. KYC. Right. Know your customer. Know your customer. Yeah. You understand me? <laughs> and, and he knew he knew him like KFC. He knew yeah. he liked chicken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet yeah. potato. But anyway, he was giving this speech on the stage at Recession Proof with him five. But he knew something that was vital. What was that? Vital. Right? We want to eat our dinner at the movies. And we want to eat our dinner at the that movies. That was key. That's a fact. And that little small thing was that key. That little tweet. He said he started the, the, the movie everything. theater, yes. but he changed up the concept because he understood black people the most. He, he KYC. You understand me? Customer. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, through a man's life, we both understand this concept that we go through many lives. Absolutely. Right? We don't just live one life. We live many lives. And, you know, there was a life where I was living in the streets. So life you live in, as you go through different developments, you have yeah. births, you understand me, uh, and deaths throughout life. Throughout life, yes. And so in the first iteration of his life, if I'm going to simplify it, let's say that Magic Johnson was known for his physicality, right? Yes. On that death floor in NBA, like the hardwood. master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then master. the second life of legacy being known by his mindset, particularly within business. Mental so now. Yes. And then the third life of a man, I would imagine, should be spirit. You understand me? How you, what you leave vibrationally and how you make people feel. You understand me? Because if you have just the first two without the spiritual legacy, right, you will leave here, but nobody will care. Right. You may get some of the close people that made, you know, you made them feel a little something, but everybody else, they only knew you through, right, the, the, the physical and the mental, which has nothing to do with the heart. Right. And now I'm thinking about learning, building legacies from the mental, physical and the spiritual realm. And if you can find a way to make sure that all of that is enclosed in, you'd be like Nipsey Hussle during his passing, where the whole world felt the spiritual energy release. Right. And they felt that vibration because at one point in time through his life and observing him, he made them feel something. Yes. Right. And so I want you to, if you if you can. Because, not if you can, I know you can. Yes. Um, because that's the guy, Blue Folk Folk, number one. Talk about the the life and death experiences you go through while living. Absolutely. Um, this particular journey, as I said, you know, coming here, we are ascending this particular ladder, going from dense matter all the way back into our Godhead, right? And it's a hero's journey. Right? What is our Godhead for those who are listening? Our, our Godhead would be that level of enlightenment where you tap into the aspects of yourself which are non-physical, mm. right? Non-corporal, which is your mind, which they say that all is mind and mind and man is all and all is mind. So the aspect of us that is divine is not necessarily the flesh. Remember, the flesh is grotesque. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not a, a perfect you know, contraption because it ages, it, 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 mm. you know, it does particular things that are not consistent with being eternal right. and, and immortal, but this mind of ours, you know, this ability to plug into this neural network that is of the, you know, this is how you scale your ladder and go to the highest of heights. You could go all the way up. You, you Not to cut your wisdom, but mm. you said something about our spacesuits. 
which is like if you got a spacesuit and you literally go into what we know as outer space, mm-hmm. right? And it runs out of oxygen, then guess what? The the passenger inside that spacesuit, right. then their time is up as well, right? And Thanks. we don't think about that in terms of the body that, you know, in order to come down here, we live in an oxygenated, you know, environment with hydrogen and oxygen and all of these different things. We got radiation from the sun. So your, your spacesuit has to be made in a particular way, right? So you got that little sperm and it's like, before you get there, that little sperm, you need a spacesuit in order to survive in the atmosphere, right? Of this plane of existence that you're going through. You understand me? But we just think of, and we are our full body because, you know, we grow from a single source and it grows out, but the physical aspects of us are not who we are. We are the spiritual aspects utilizing a physical and corporate in order to right. move through this reality. So, right. So the level of attainment that we are looking to get to this Godhead is realizing that we are a spark of light. So mm. you got to go in to get out. So how do we get out of dense matter? How do we get out of the prison? How do we get out of the matrix? The blue pill is going to ironically mm-hmm. tell you how to get out of the matrix. You have to go within to get without, right? So your escape is going within, right? Getting back to that part of yourself, a toroid field. Shout out to the Tauruses. Yeah, shout out to the Tauruses. Right? The entire aspect of a Taurus is how the universe is set up. That's life within itself, mm. right? Folding on itself and coming back out. So the way that we escape physical matter is getting back into that place and that space within ourselves that you recognize yourself initially as a spark of light and non physical the physical aspect is the this is like this is my my ectodermis is the last part of me to formulate it when i was created in the womb i was created as a heart first so that spark that light spark that all spark that was the physical thing and then flesh formed around it right and then now it's my suit but if i'm looking at you and i'm identifying your skin i'm falling victim to the trick down here that we're physical matter no the atom is 99 percent empty you're a spark of light first and foremost any and everything that's animated on this plane of existence has an animating spark that's what i identify with right and light density because you know everything is light but when you see light being curved it's curved because whether you believe it's magnetism or you believe it's gravity is because that that light is so dense that now the laws of the universe have an effect on it and it can pull it down. Like you see a rainbow being curved. It's being curved. Right. Now they right. say that that's supposed to be a circle. You understand me? If it was fully let out, but fully, right. it's being curved. Above them below. But yes. now when you think about the human At 42 being. 42 degrees, yes. The human being, we go from the little sperm thing, we get the electricity, right? And then more light is formed around that electrical moment that becomes denser and denser and denser, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a certain level of gravity. Otherwise, our bones would be too weak to be able to walk upright. You understand me? Like we are the uh, the the uh, what's the word? The the diameter man, not the diameter, perpendicular. but perpendicular man that stands up. Yes. You understand me? So therefore, we had to be an evolved man because of the man that, you know, is laid down on, you know, his Four hands pedals, and feet. Right. That's a, a beast like nature. You understand right. me? But man who has enough electricity within his spine, that's going to shoot upward, right? right. And to kind of dial it back to the conversation around chakras, because even when you go to the chiropractor, the chiro, you, depending on where you go, they're going to have, 
you know, show you how electricity runs up through the spine. spine right. And that if there's any issues and incursions on that spine, then that's when you have issues throughout the rest of Blockage. your body. Yes. So the meridians of the body are contained in your spinal column. You know, the spinal column is like electricians, if they go to, you know, to the house and that, that part of the particular house that has all of the cores running through it, that's the spine. Those are the meridians, 32 vertebrae broken into four sections. So as a internal martial artist, I used to practice a- um, Internal martial artist. Yeah, Bakwa is a system, Bars. it's a breathing system. And we used to stretch our spine. We used to utilize a technique to actually elongate our spine. And the more longer I was stretching my spine, I was creating portals or accessing portals within my spine to traverse in and out of dimensions. Mm. Because those worlds, just like in Kabbalah, they say that there are four worlds. Those four worlds are intertwined within the spine. And Kemet, they knew this. They called it the, the Jed Pillars, mm. which were four columns, right, on the spine. It was like the Jedi. That It is the Jedi. Come on, and talk to us. May the force be with you. May the, the force be the with you. The man was born on May 4th, so yeah. yeah, this this conversation is relative, but yeah, that aspect, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so, cause I wanna I want to tell a quick story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before we go up to the mothership. This story is how I got some of my powers that I have now. You know, and, and this may be one of the biggest secrets that I've never told on what differentiates me between a lot of my peers who try to figure out why I have some of the mystic powers because I've tapped into gateways and portals and dimensions that they've yet to enter. <laughs> and one of the particular powers that I gained was the power to see in the dark. I have vision where most cannot see. And I gained this through a particular moment in time where I was deeply studying vibration, frequency, and energy, right? And studying the pineal gland right and studying how to wake up that part of yourself that lies dormant the rusty locked mind yes and as i was studying this information i was studying it every day and every day and every day and every day even when i'm doing something else this is what i'm thinking about i'm always thinking of ways to i'm studying physics metaphysics quantum physics you know studying science psychology sociology every mathematics ontological mathematics all these different fields and what it does is it vibrates you higher so it goes from that sacral and it starts to vibrate you and you always thinking in the crown chakra at all times. Mm-hmm. And this was when your my bell, pineal your, gland your, was... Your bell is ringing. bell was ringing. Bing. My pineal gland was right. calcified, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, junk foods, processed foods, you know, seafoods. Um, mercury. Mercury, all of these different things, mm-hmm. you know, calcify your pineal gland right through uh calcium phosphate crystals mm-hmm. you know which are attracted to that pineal as through that calcification and this pineal gland is that seat house right of psychic ability intuition right having vision imagination being able to see within the future but one day right i think it just got to a, an inflection point mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm doing my chants my meditations you understand me like i'm locked in i'm i'm i've completely like channeled into a completely different being at this point because I was working to unlock secret codes. Right. And this was through my development of becoming 19 keys. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working to make sure that this was a form of energy and entity that could exist and be known around the world. Right. You were being so, intentional about completely. setting 
hundred percent. Everything was every dimension of it was intentional. It was no accident about none of this, which is why I can be humble about it at the same time because it's like you know, I I think cockiness comes from unexplained greatness sometimes. You know, but when you know where it comes from, you know what you have to keep doing to maintain it. But anyway, I'm I'm doing my studies. And I got to this one part, I was studying some stuff through uh, Mother Tynetta, and it was a story upon how these beings were traveling through time, right? And they were traveling through time to different parts of the planet at different points in time. They didn't travel through a ship, but they was traveling, what I believe, through like a psychic sphere, an orb. They called Zeptepi. Zeptepi. Yeah. You understand me? And they they show up in the beginning of different time eras to set up shop. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So this particular story was about they time ship crashing. Mm-hmm. And I believe they crashed at the time, like usually the, the Mayans or the Egyptians. Right. And these people that they were dealing with was faced with an enemy, right? And they seen this, these people crash and they basically said that, listen, if you all basically do what I'll say, I'll give you everything you need to build a great kingdom and to defeat your enemies. Mm-hmm. So they start teaching them the knowledge of this different technology. Right. And these is written on these scrolls that's supposed to be dated back, you know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as scientific proof goes, it looks like it's actually dated back a very long time ago. Right. But it makes no sense to the layman mind. because they like, how could these stories pre-exist? Right. right? But I, I, after that I was done reading that, I started to fall asleep and nod off a bit. And I started to feel the shock. You understand me? It was, it was literally in. And, 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 when I used to hear these stories, I thought people was crazy. I thought they lost their goddamn mind right. on some shine or something. So, but I experienced that there was convulsions within the body. You understand me? And I started to feel these contractions within the body giving birth. You understand me to that Godhead. So how old was you? I was, damn, I think maybe 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. You understand me? I can't tell you the exact day, right. date. Um, but I remember the electricity flowing up through me and I felt it. And then afterwards, I could see in the dark. And I don't mean like figuratively, I mean literally. Yeah. And as I was, when I would snow, uh, uh, doze off though and close my eyes, I could see like these very black, bluish and greenish planets is what I could only describe as a planet. Mm-hmm. But it looked like every time I closed my eyes, it was like I'd go straight to like a deep beta wave sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was weird because I would test it like, whoa, how am I awake? And then I'm just jumping in to that. So I wanted to experience it a little more. So I'm like traveling through. And what happened is that it became hard to sleep because, you know, when you sleep, you no longer get in that electrical activity to the brain in the form of light. You understand right. me? Allowing you to go to sleep and relax as you're not getting that radiation. But now that I can see in the dark, it was as if darkness makes it look like a wall is in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. But being able to see in the dark is basically being able to see through it and still be able to see photons in the dark and to see depth in the dark. And it was the most eerie experience that I ever had. And from that day forward, I, was, I had sensitivity within my body. I could feel all of the energies around me. But I was tapped into the divine intuitive intelligence where I just felt like if you ever, you know, you ever watch a yogi or one of them great mystic masters when you talk to them, no matter what you come up with, it's like they got an infinite amount of wisdom right yeah, there yeah, yeah. for whatever like, you say. Deep swell. They got yeah. an analogy. Well, you know that apples, <laughs> when an apple falls from the tree yeah. and it lands 
that is you. <laughs> you be like, whoa, that's rather deep. <laughs> no, but they actually have something logical. Right, right. But what I garnered from that experience, number right. one, and, and all of those, I'm sure a lot of people are going to relate to being able to actually crack that pineal gland. And, and some people right. activate it at different points in time. Musicians activate it at all times because they're always working with frequencies. Right. Where it's like they may get in the booth and they're like, yo, I don't know how I came up with this hit. But that moment, I was in flow state. In flow state, right. Tapping into that is being able to consistently live in that flow state at all times. But you will be in such extreme sensitivity. And if you are in the wrong environment, you will be receiving all of that energy as well. And I was in the wrong environment for it. So once I cracked it, I kind of wanted to close it because I'm like, yo, I'm too sensitive to all of the energies that's around me. Mm -hmm. So I literally end up moving, but I moved to Chicago, which was not the best place to go. But I needed to get from one environment to another, but it took me on right. my own journey. Right. Now, you know, like I said, this high it, level It sounds like you had a um, Kundalini rising. I had a Kundalini rising. Yeah. So again, what happens is that when the fluid from the spinal base, it shot up the spinal cerebral column, fluid. right? The cerebral fluid, there's a level at the 32 um, degree base of the spine. When that slightly, when that air or that fluid hits it and it slightly opens, then the brain receives a amount of oxygen that it had never previously experienced. Mm. And then that oxygen, almost like if you blow on something and then it, it, it receives a level of sensitivity, because you're blown on it, it feels like it's alive. That's what happens with the brain. So now that's stimulating particular centers in our brain, our cranial nerves that have never been activated, and we automatically get that access, you know, to that, that cosmos. That, that, like you said, now the crown is fully electrified, activated, you know, that particular cord that we have through the crown, that silver cording that we mm -hmm. have to that higher intelligence. Now that's, act, that's wiggling. Right. You feel me? And you get in you getting that shock treatment downloads. And you can go through Kamsahara. Where Kamsahara, the Indians believe that basically, you know, throughout time, karma is passed down within the DNA. Okay. And it becomes patterns of thinking. You understand me? Like people think about karma kinda in the wrong way. Like your father passed down karma through the child. You know through, through the sperm. Through, through the, the sperm. Through the, through the DNA. Epigenetics. Right? Yes. So that in order to defeat that karma, you have to have a charge of electrical shock that allows you to erase those patterns of thinking yes. that will have you behaving in a manner to where those same things start to relive in your child, right? So right. the son, the, the father sees the sin, his sins through relive the through the son. Right. So you have to go through that channeling, specifically depending on who your parents are, what's within your DNA in order to be able to re-cleanse yourself, reactivate yourself, and become your own person. Right, you, you are responsible for self-correcting your DNA line. Yeah. What, what they call these days breaking generational curses. Mm -hmm. right? But we only think of it in the terms of wealth. We don't think of it in the terms of right. the inner self. Of, we don't think about it in a spiritual sense or a genetic dysfunctional sense, right? How do you self-correct your genes because what you are attempting to do is prepare yourself for the, the um, perpetual continuity, right? You want to exist as long as you possibly can because the evidence that you have been here since the beginning of the time and you made it where others didn't is you. You're right. You are the physical evidence and manifestation 
of a job well done, even if it was ugly and bumpy, right? You're still here and you have an opportunity with trillions, I guess others don't, because there was so many people who have transitioned before us. Yeah. And many people's bloodlines have not had the opportunity. And we were chosen. Right, so we're chosen, we're here. How do we extend it? You know, how do we at least guarantee it to say another hundred years, if let you know alone what? a thousand? That's an interesting concept, because most people think about winning a race, when, and the reality is you were a chosen one. Because when you think about the story of the sperm, I know we keep going back to it, but that's the formation it's, it's of life. Right. But when we think about the original journey, the narrative is that you beat everybody to get here. You were swimming and you were a faster swimmer and you made yourself through the egg. But when the reality of it hits is that you were chosen by the egg and the egg guided you there. Yes. You know? So everybody that's here is the chosen ones. They say that she chose. She cheat. So... That egg, they like, oh, that one has the best potentiality out of the pack, right? To do what's necessary on this planet to push these peas. Come on. Come on, talk to me. Right? And then you get up in there and it's a nuclear explosion. Like, dynamite. <laughs> right? And look, and then it splits into two, and then it splits into four, and then it splits into eight. And now we game, mm. right? Here go game time. Yeah. So now the... um the mathematical expression, right? The sacred geometric configuration, this easiest for energy to transfer now is being created by way of the cube. And then here we are, you know, born into a zygote and then the zygote forms into a fetus and then the fetus goes through 270 days, right? Of perfection and triple darkness to be forged and formulated. Like I said, the heart formulating first right? 432 hertz, mm. right? So God is the closest thing on earth. Look, we born, you know, all of this is taking place inside of a woman, mm. right? Who has this particular workshop where she's able to craft a temple without the sign of hammer and nails, like they mm. said in the Bible, right? So she's formulating an entire temple because that's what man is. Right. All archaeology is based on the temple of man. This grand design that the architect That's what a pharaoh has is. furnished us. Exactly. The architect, the great architect has furnished us with this particular vessel, this temple. And then our observation says that we're going to observe this mathematical precise proportion with the golden means. And then they go and build physical edifices, architectural marvels that are still standing to this day. But once again, all of this is paying homage to your God body, mm. right? But this is all being formulated inside of her, right? She's a person growing a whole nother person that started as a sperm that she caught, right? And pulled and gravitated towards her and lodged in and formulated and fed and nursed and nurtured and secured and protected to give birth for you to have the opportunity again to start your ascension from the root to the crown, ultimately to become your Godhead. Mm. That's one hell of a service on this planet that somebody who other people say is weak came here to do. It's the strongest thing. I couldn't go through that kind couldn't of thing. Couldn't go through that, right? So again, we, we, we need to reevaluate strength because then we reevaluate strength mm. and we can reevaluate purpose. Once we reevaluate purpose, we can reevaluate value. 
Once we reevaluate value, we could reevaluate worth. Mm. Right? And then we will be treating her, right, like the worthy entity that she is. Because that's when we will have true right? appreciation. And then we'll have true appreciation. And as, as a species of a people, we will appreciate it again. Our environment will look different overnight. Because so the cosmos be like, well, goddamn. Let me ask you a question, because you broke that down very poetically. I want to talk about yes. observation, mm -hmm. because how we observe things has an effect on what it becomes and what it is. Right. Indeed. Consciousness has a direct effect on reality. Right. right. You know, by way of our observation of waves collapsing to particles. So technically, like you said, the only thing that's real is because we're observing it. That's a super fact. Please continue. So. When we talk about observation, I always say a high-level observer controls what they see. A low-level observer is controlled by what they, they see. see. Right. Now, in science, there's a study, a conversation, I think it was Carl Jung, who talked about if that statement may be true, specifically when we talk about the split atom test. Yes. Right, where they're shooting the particles, one collapses, one is like a wave. And mm -hmm. basically that as they were studying the atom, by observing it, it had an effect on what the atom does. It does, right. And the damn scientists were spooked by the whole action, like this can't be it. So they basically tried to figure out a way to not observe it, but just have the machine measure it. And they found out that even if they knew that it was going to be observed at another point in time, the intelligence of the atom still behaved in a way as if it was observed. Sure, right. So it took a very long time for them to actually observe an atom, right? They had to build special things in order to get true observation. Now, when we talk about that in reality, it's like if you observe anybody, most people can't be in front of the camera because of observation. You let a person know that they by themselves and they act completely natural. You let a person know, oh, we actually go show this to a million people. Now that they're conscious of observation, they, they change, change right. right? So they can't be in their natural state anymore because observation, the consciousness of millions of people changes the state of the human vibration. Mm -hmm. So when I think about that, there are some of us who absorb, right, the consciousness, the energy of attention, and we know how to convert it and utilize it for something. And then there's other people who shy away from it because it may be too much energy. It's too much for them to handle and take. Right. But Just, it also brings me to the point that when we talk about low-level observers, if I'm a low-level observer, right, then that means that I am only seeing from a spectrum of consciousness and a certain amount of energy that goes into what I see. So that, you know, you are the law of 44 God. You talk about 444 and we talk about synchronicity. And synchronicity is finding the meaning in the otherwise meaningless, right? That some people see 444, 555, and 666, and 777-888, right? They may see it once a year, once a month, and then all of a sudden, oh, snap, yo, I've been seeing these numbers today. Something, something lining up for me. My angles are happening. I'm in a different dimension. And then other people say, no, I'm going to make that number appear as many times as I want to because right. I control what I see. Yes. And when things happen, it's a power to be able to, you know, add your own meaning into what it means that you see. Yes. Because a lot of people don't know how to do that. Yes. They, they see a number or they see something that happened. I wonder why this happened. Questioning your own ability, because right. when you ask yourself, you're asking God. But then when God doesn't have the answer, then you feel disempowered. Right. But when you say, man, I seen the number 19 today. OK, I know what that means. That got to be connected right. to something else. And then you add a meaning of practicality and logic and rationality. And now you can utilize it. 
Right. So the power of observation is only using those with higher consciousness. Absolutely. So like when I study the number 19s throughout history, I can study and I can see something to be uncovered. Right. If I'm studying September 9th, you understand me? And there was 19 hijackers. September 11th. Said, September 11th. That's right. my brother's birthday, September 9th, by Shout the way. Out to Shout okay. out to my bro. <laughs> um, it was something else that happened September 9th. It was recently on the brain because I was studying something. Okay. Them nines. But if I'm studying September 11th, I see the 19 hijackers. Right. That was one of the great, the, the, the biggest observations collectively where a large amount of people globally were affected by an event. In America, we've seen recently where there was 19 children that died and 19 officers that was waiting. Right. That's another thing that just affected on, the whole country. On the 144th day of the year. We'll on the 144th day of the year. Right. So what is the observation of number in any principle of you know, relevancy. When, when I think of numbers, when we hear numbers, I think of geometry, right? I think of architecture, I think of shapes, right? I see colors, I see shapes when I hear numbers. Um, so, Billy Carson was speaking to, uh, on, on your program recently about the fourth dimension, mm -hmm. and the fourth dimension being the conjuncture point between time and space, where time and space meet on the cross, that's the fourth dimension, yeah. right? And he was speaking about Sylvester Gates, who was the string theorist, um, who was the professor over at University of Maryland. He was working with Obama. He's the, the top dude dealing with string theory, right? Or supersymmetry for that matter. Can you explain string theory for the people as we go along? Yeah, um, string theory for, for in so many words, everything's connected. You know, in a nutshell, that's string, string theory. The, the proof through science that all things, all systems are connected, but also it speaks of the simulation, right? The fact that when you look down at a subatomic level, you can find what's called indinkra symbols, right? Mm -hmm. And the indinkra symbols have error correcting code in them, almost like a computer, meaning that everything's is yes and no's or o's and ones. So, that I have to come coded with the ability to say yes to you and I have to come encoded with the ability to say no because the, 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 the power that I have is decision, right? That's what I'm endowed with that makes me this particular being that allegedly, supposedly is determining my reality and my outcome with free will, right? So you have the mechanisms built in to say if you say yes or you say no because it's saying that it's not predetermined yet. Mm, universe, it's not binary. Yes, yeah, it's, it's trinary, right? Yeah. So it's not a predetermination that you're going to say A or B, but you still have retrofitted with the ability to say either or. So they found evidence of that, of that particular code to say, oh, this shit is a simulation, right? The indinkra symbol, when you go down at a, with a, one of them electron microscopes, it looks like a configuration called a tesseract. So a tesseract is how we interact and interface in this holographic reality slash dimension. Let me explain. DNA, ATCG, right? Allah is, God the creator. Allah God the creator, right? Is dealing with those particular, um, those four base pairs, right? And not the culture wisdom, but DNA also adds up to the number 19. 19, yes. It also adds up to 19. So now we're looking at the particular containment of a number code, right? Because you have zero to one, which is binary, and then two to nine, which is trinary. If you add up the numbers 
2 to 9, like 2 plus 3, 3 plus 4, all of that, you're going to get 44, right? 0, 1 is the binary, but 2 and 9 is, is trinary. It's the remainder of the code, right? They're just utilizing 01 node to program this particular, quote unquote, you know, 3D dimensional reality that we exist in. But the Tesseract, right? It's a cube within a cube. Okay, so it's a cube, which is eight points and six sides within a cube. And these particular dimensions are interacting and interfacing, right? But almost never touching, interlocking. All of these points are connected, mm. but it's never touching. It's always like toroid field going in and out of itself, right? So when we get to DNA and I say it's four base pairs, only three of those pairs are active though, right? So what does it create? You got four, but only three. So four is eight and three is six. So that's your cube, right? The emanation if at the subatomic level of me, if I'm emanating what I'm expressing as a, as a shape, as a figure, I'm going to express a cube, mm -hmm. right? And that particular cube is where we all, you know, interface and interact in, in, in this particular holographic reality or holographic dimension, whether we want to look at it like it's pixels or what have you. And I show people how they have formatted reality. Everything is a box that we interact and interface with from our apartments. Everything in our apartment is box shaped. Everything in reality is box shaped. Paper, right? books. Books, paper, the building. The folk on a contract. Right? Everything, right? Everything is constantly interfacing and interacting, reinforcing the fact that you are in a cubed box reality. But the only places that you don't find boxes or squares is in nature, right? Yeah, nature designs right, no straight lines. Right, no straight lines. So you won't find it at the ocean, you won't find it in nature, but everywhere civilization is at, everywhere where man has built, you'll find this particular quote-unquote matrix reality. And it's very easy to control people when you have them in boxes because boxes formulate 90-degree angles and 90 degree angles produce what's called positive ions. And in science, positive ions is the separate, it's, it's reversal, right. but we consider to be positivity. Which is Positive we, ions attract, quote unquote, negative elements to them. That's why we had a sage, because the sage right. clears out. The sage clears out, right. Those ions, so therefore you have a lighter atmosphere, like an atmosphere is where and the pockets of yes. the corners, then the a lot of the energy yeah, gets and stagnant. The, and the pocket and the coalescing of the energy takes place in these in these um, corners, and it attracts stagnation. It attracts, you know, lint. Right. And lint can contract um, dust parasites and things of that nature. Just the whole aspects of cleansing. If cleansiness is next yes. to godliness, then you're not going to have an ideal clean environment with 90-degree angles. It's and always going to be... Same in places where, like, people have... Anger or high stress, somebody was just arguing. You have to clear out to clear all of them out. ions that were just built up where they say you can feel the tension in the, the tension, air. Yeah. It's literal. It's you dense, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, like, it's a, you have to go in there pocket. and be like, yo, let's clear that. Right. There's a dense pocket of that particular energy. And like I said, the way that I made an observation, I'm like, well, we don't never see angels, or at least we don't see them like shown in the physical realm or duplicated as much, even when people have an opportunity to dress up, they don't dress up as angels because mm -mm. those are lighter ethereal energies that are not necessarily physical. Mm. I think that the physical plane is the domain or the domain where we do run more so into 
the demon time aspect of is that things. why the devil or the hell is seen as ghosts, a, a lower plane absolutely because it's a lower coalescing of the energy it's more dense right so the story of the lower plane of hell with the devil being below and then god or heaven being above you understand me? Yeah. Can be seen as energetic know, signatures. Forms of energetic yeah. signatures. Right, right. You know, rising above or being below, caught up into lower frequency or high vibration. Right. But, you know, people may look for heaven in the clouds. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, again, <laughs> yeah, I mean, theoretically, the clouds are a, a symbolic of things being at a higher plane or a higher frequency or a higher existence. Peace. If you want to be an affiliate of Gold Water Corp, tap into 323-577-6692. Text affiliate to that number. See you on the other side of greatness. Peace. We have more than seven chakras. Yes. How many chakras are there? We currently have access to nine, and by 2027, we'll have access to 12. Oh, why by 2027? They're coming out with a new model? Yes. Um, this is when the background frequency of the universe changes. <laughs> the background frequency. What's the current background frequency of the universe? Nine chakra system. A nine chakra system. So Yeah, we're nine chakra beings. We're going to so, have access to 12. I put it in the frame, mm -hmm. the context of, right, so... Let's say you got the human being. This is all our full emotions. You understand me? Like, you know, watching a man who fell to earth. Yes, right. Yes. And then the man who fell to earth, there was a scene where he first listened. He first got high for the first time. Okay. White boy blew some dope in his face and yeah. he experienced, you know, a sense of being high for the first time and listening to music okay. from this fear that his alien partner created. And during that time, he felt the flutter of emotions for the first time. Yes. And he was like, what the hell is this? Why would y'all even want to feel this? Like, this only going to disrupt me getting into, you understand me, to the business, getting straight to business and getting to my logic. It's like, y'all tripping. Because in his place, they call drones. You right. understand me? Where they just take, you know, uh, uh, their mission and their purpose and that's it. That's it. You understand right. me? Drones, Control right. and command. They work for the hive. Right. And so... He was experiencing the emotions and he like, this don't make any sense on why human beings would want to experience this. You feel what other people feeling. Why would you want to go through what other people are going through? Like he just wanted to be straight thinking about his mission. And then, you know, the black woman who was a fellow scientist yes. that was from Earth was explaining to him like, yo, this is what makes us special. Right. And he like, came to things. help error correct her code. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So I was thinking because, you know, when we think about emotions because sometimes we get so caught up in emotions that mm -hmm. they run us we don't control them Absolutely. and emotions are a fluctuation of vibration energy. you understand me like we're right. going through the full spectrum of hot and cold energy we're feeling the full vibration and the frequency and sometimes we don't have control and some of us are only in the anger the low the stress the anxiety and some of us don't rise above to where we're here at logic and reason. Right. Like the higher you go Cause, up. Because once again, as a community, we don't talk about breathing either. Right. Right. So imagine this though. Above you, that you seeing your conscious self from above and you're operating yourself from that space. The same way if you play a game and the viewpoint is like a, a person controlling... Right the character from above pov or you're looking at it directly you understand me your point of view is directly as first person first person you understand me or third person 
But when you look at from above, you can see the things on the side of you can see things above you. You're not caught up in the emotion of the character. You're controlling your character. You're controlling yourself, your avatar. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Your suit. And I think about that with being in life. You understand me? Like when you in your emotions, how much condensed you feel trapped within yourself? Like, damn, I can't do nothing. Like, ah. You understand? You angry. You trying to get out. You throwing punches because you are being controlled by your own simulation at this point. So being able to live from that crown chakra, which is the seat house of intuition and reason and logic, right? And rationality and mathematical intelligence, that's controlling yourself from here. And then the higher you can live above here, it's like now you have that ultimate level of power and enlightenment. And so what they went further on though, within the show, they show how what he was missing and he didn't realize he was missing they said that, you know, and it's funny because this, this show really goes to the story of the Anunnaki and the planets passing. Mm -hmm. And they said that basically the story was that at one point in time, you know, this is definitely a spoiler alert for people who ain't seen it, that the planets, they kind of kissed, that they planted and the alien planets at one point in time, their energy signatures had merged. And what uh -huh. happened was there was a certain percentage of people on the alien planet that felt what it was like to be human. And there was right. a certain amount of people right, on the human right, planet right. felt what it's like, like to be, be alien. alien. Right. And those became the superior beings on that planet. So the aliens were not just operating from a point of logic. Now they got creativity and imagination. Right. Because there was a part where the brother was like, wait a minute. How? Because he only know how to get orders and move off orders. But the sister was able to create something completely from our imagination. And he was astonished. Like, you created that from your imagination? And then that's when he realized the thing that I was missing was the human and he was basically telling him crack open that third eye man let that in and once he did that he was able to solve the problem that he had an issue with mm -hmm. but they were saying that you know what can happen though because if we look at some of the smartest people within culture they don't often have like a, a human personality they like right. droid of emotions and spirit right they're very mechanic very mechanic but right. imagine if that same person could also be charismatic you know creative and move, wouldn't that be the full envelopment of a human being at its highest power? That a person is completely intelligent well, in one area and also in the other area. That 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 would be what's considered to be super conscious, mm -hmm. right? The merging, the masterful merging or the hemi-sinking mm -hmm. of the right and the left hemisphere, which is the masculine and the feminine, you know what I'm saying? So or the right the and the left brain. Yeah. So the right and the left brain, masculine and feminine, logic and reason, right? And intuitive creativeness, the feminine brain, um, the ability to be intuitive, but also, you know, dealing with logic, dealing with reason, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with reading. Oh, I got primary sources. I don't got a primary source. I'm downloading, right? So you see a lot of the quote unquote teachers, you know, coming in the community now they they're telling people about two trillion year cosmic history and they like mm -hmm. who did you study under right they like I, bro i got this through massive traveling like right. I, I got a straight download there's no primary sources you feel me but can can we say yay or nay i mean the anthologies are thorough you like either these dudes should sign up for pixar Right. You know what I'm saying? And go write movies for, for Lucas or they might be on. But the imagination is a valid place for you to get right. concrete evidence. Uh, right. So the, the access to, you know, imagination, our ability to access the imagination is what separates us from other species. 
and what have you. The, the story that it sounds like they're telling about the brother who fell to earth is the same story the AI is going through with something called AGI. You know what I'm saying? Artificial generated intelligence, where now they're saying that this particular level of quote unquote artificial intelligence is able to access a semblance of what it means to be conscious and make decisions on its own based on being able to feel and emote, mm. right? So in essence, the same thing that the alien species went through, the same thing that the human species went through, let's follow the narrative to say, if we were seated here by another species, right? These are the things that we went through when we got here, the adaptability factor, how do I use feelings and compassion? They showed it on the movie After Earth, mm -hmm. when Jaden you know, was feeling the fear and he had to conquer these particular, you know, um, again, dysfunctional deformalities in order to survive in unfamiliar terrain. You gotta get yourself, you know, you gotta get your mind clear so you can see things for what they are and not what your fear body's telling you that they might be. Now, Cause you all operating on false narrative. All right, so Hemisync. I want to get back to Hemisync. Okay. Um, and you know, basically, you got the CIA gateway tapes when they were studying, you know, uh, psychic abilities, right? The CIA has always been interested in studying, you know, um, the ability to hack the human mind, right? And the limits or the limitless of the human brain, right? Um, this goes back from inception of the CIA. It goes all the way to Alan Turing. Right. And Alan Turing can be known as the father of the modern, you know, uh, AI or algorithm. Right. Yes. He was a white boy from England who was also a homosexual and they didn't recognize him because of his sexual lifestyle. But mm -hmm. when, you know, he published these papers, basically modeling the ideas of algorithms and artificial intelligence. They couldn't and, ignore him. Right. right. And a lot of these programs that the CIA started to run where it was the MK Ultra, the MK Kitty programs where they were studying how to control the human mind, whether it was through sex, whether it was through frequency, vibration. They had all of these programs that were known by the public in the 70s right. and LSD, 60s, right. LSD, that it was published in the newspaper that yeah. this is what they were, we're doing. doing. Right. And eventually it was supposedly said, and now, of course, the, the movie Stranger Things was about that, the show, rather. Right. It was supposedly shut down, right, that they made some progress, but they shut it down because, you know, it was too um, controversial at the time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Shut it down. You did. But anyway, during that time, they had the hemisync right. tapes and what they were studying was how to maximize the capacity of the human brain. Right. And what they learned was that they could, you know, play certain frequencies in certain parts of the ear. So one frequency will be playing in the other ear. Another one start listening in the other ear. So you got your left and your right brain. And at a certain point in time, they start shifting with each other and it starts syncing both left and right hemisphere of the brain. Mm -hmm. Right. And they talked about basically getting you up to that peak state, which was in the gamma frequency, which was uh, 40 hertz. Yes. Right. And, you know, once you want to, like, calm down and you're in relaxation, you listen to more six hertz. Mm -hmm. Right. Where you in dream state and imagination. And so, you know, the average person doesn't we listen to all kind of frequencies nowadays people listen to 9000 to 432 to 440 just we go frequency crazy but we don't actually know how to entrain ourselves and to go through the process of listening to frequencies in a way where it can actually unlock the human brain and your left and right hemisphere of your brain is connected because right. 
Oscillation. Oscillation. So when we when we look at a lot of those things that went viral um, back in the day where it was like, yo, do you see the dress is red or you see it is green, mm-hmm. right? It was because either saying that you are more attuned to your left right. side or your right side, mm-hmm. right? But what happens when you're attuned with both sides and they are in sync with each other? Now your whole brain is connecting dots and seeing things from a more spherical manner rather than a square box. Or I'm only seeing it through my ego or I'm only seeing it through creativity. No. Now we're both synced up and now we can maximize our output at all times and there are no blockages, right? Can you tell me your experience with, first of all, tell me your experience with frequencies, specifically the ones that are good and bad and, and some of your knowledge on that process. Um, frequencies that are good and frequencies that are bad. And no bad in, in, My, in, in terms um, of moral. Quote unquote, right. Uh, I had to study the science of frequencies to fully understand the the 44 mm. and in particular me researching 44 um, and understanding that this frequency as powerful as it can be can definitely be weaponized right and the military utilizes this frequency because the the word military equals 44. Uh, Dr. Wesley <laughs> talked about and I talked about with Sai High about the weaponization of frequencies yes so particularly in music in particular um when the Rockefellers and particular first the Nazis, when they set the musical standard or they suggested that the musical standard be changed to A440 in the 30s and when the Rockefellers locked it in in 55 and made it the international standard, the tuning frequency for all instruments, what they were doing is they were aligning A440, when, when you make A440 automatically, F um, sharp becomes what's called a devil interval and I believe it was 741, you know, I'm sure that they'll correct me if I'm wrong, but nonetheless, F-sharp sets at what was called the devil's interval. So uh, for the untrained ear, what they're always hearing at that particular frequency is a disruption of our subatomic subtle energy bodies that's being attacked, right? And if they're able to break down us on a subatomic level, utilizing frequency, once again, the things that we're projecting from our hologram, from our DNA, mm-hmm. is going to be disruptive. So this is how you create chaos in your environment. This is how you create constant, you know, calamity or just confusion. And then it's very easy to rule from that place. Mm-hmm. If the people are always disorganized, if I'm turning up a frequency and the shape that it's creating is a cube as opposed to a circle, which is 432, which is resonating like this at all times, right? It's circumambulating, right? So this is negative ion energy creating positive effects, heartfelt energy, love, right? Uh, It's the energy of nature, it's the heart frequency, you know? Versus like judgment, versus And, you know, racism. So not to cut your wisdom, but to add on to the cipher of thought, when I think about the non-judgmental mind, Mm -hmm. right? When you walk into a room, certain parts of your consciousness are triggered by your biases, right? If I walk in and I see a right. white man with a swastika on his body, perhaps I'm going to be triggered. You understand or, me? Yeah, because, right. or if I see somebody of a different weight class or sex uh, or sexual preference different or whatever, hair you may, or, yeah, right. you see somebody dress a certain way, you trigger, your, your judgment starts to populate. Right. And that was judgments on blocks. You understand me? It's predetermined blocks of thought that you have. Instead of walking in non-judgmental, 
So now your brain is just flowing. You're in a flow state with everything that's going on. Nothing is stopping your brain right. from connecting and moving and flowing. You're here. You're just and that's why it. you stay tapped in at all times to be in a non-judgmental state. So it's like you're dealing with somebody that's yelling and tripping, and then you get on that frequency and start yelling and tripping instead of being in control of it. Right, instead of being Never having to be in the vibration. Flowing like water. Yeah. I'm going over here. I got my own atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? So like one of the things I teach is how to be in that state of non-judgmental so that you can always be in that higher consciousness into the flow state where your consciousness has to be like a sphere where it's always rolling with the punches. Bruce Lee said it best, be like water. Be like water. But most people are like ice cubes. Right. Because ice cube is just a state of change of frequency. You understand mm-hmm. me? The proton arrangement within the right. water. So it should be like, be like flowing water. Yeah, be like Cause, flowing cause water. Because to be like water, you could be ice. Yeah. And you could be stuck. You yeah. You could be in that cube state. Right? Exactly. As opposed to being fluid, it's still the same 360. The circle is the same 360 as the square. Right. Right. But you can be solid mass formulated into volume or you could be fluid mass. You know what I'm saying? There's continuously moving in motion um, and, and we're water. So these are decisions that we have to make. Right. Right. Because we are. So if we think about ourselves as water and we move through the dynamics of water, understanding the stages of water, Mm -hmm. then we'll understand ourselves even better as well. Right. I started the more I started researching water, I learned myself better. The more I started researching crystals and minerals, the more I learned myself. better. Let's go to crystals. This episode is brought to you by Gold Water. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about crystalline states specifically, you know, um, I have a way, uh, a way of observing the world uh, where I find, you know, uh, synchronistic things and I apply meaning, right? And, you know, in the Quran, there's a statement over it are 19. And there's taught to be a 19 frequency within the Quran, you know, that basically uh, states that this Quran was untapered with because certain surahs and seal. verses adds to the number 19. It's a seal. It's a seal. Yes. And without that, then you can see that there has been corruption added right. into because it, it it's shows, no longer the original word. It shows the mathematical profession is sealed in numerics. You know what I'm saying? It's a precise mathematical formula. Right. Whereas we can go to the Helios Biblos and we can see that there was and they tell you they changed it. Champering, yeah. You changed so, it for this version and that version and that version, his so, version, his so version. So even frequencies, because words add up to frequency. Let's take Hebrew, for instance, as an alphanumeric system, meaning the, the letters equal numbers, right? Yeah, in Hebrew, the number 19 go hit you down to one. Right, so the letters equal numbers. A letter is a energy. A word, though, is synergy. Mm. So two letters put together now formulate a word so these two letters or energy signatures are now bridged and they formulate a new entire energy spectrum so now that's a synergistic relationship between these two frequencies right and look at it like a a a, a, like a a, a container and with that particular container this particular frequency this particular in that particular container i can identify this container is identical to that container so let's take 44, for instance. In Hebrew, 44 equals blood, right? Numerically, um, blood, right? But then it also equals uh, Mars, right? So we know that Mars and Aries and blood all go together. You know what I'm saying? And when we go to Gematria, 
we find out, so gematria is the numerical counting system of these um, particular words, right? We find the word brain equals 44. We find the word light equals 44, right? And when we go to the brain itself, inside of the brain, we find that the area of the brain that's responsible for language creation, semantics, and music perception is an area called Brodman's 44, mm. right? So the, and, then, and then we create music in four four bars or 16 bars, right? We still are constricted or confined to these aspects of utilizing four, which is the door, when we create these things, which are gateways between this dimension and the next. So, so I wanted to get something out because what I was getting to with the Quran, when we're talking about crystalline and yes. frequencies, there's something called, you know, Christ consciousness, Yes. right? Now the Quran in the chapter uh, 19, verse 19, Okay. You understand me is where they introduce the birth of Christ. All right. Right now. And my understanding of breaking down is that when you live a certain way, whether it's chants, hymns, prayers, crystals, whatever it is, it starts to vibrate you on a certain frequency and you always at that frequency. It's like when I hit this and it's going down mm -hmm. until they get to the point where you can no longer hear it. And if you pay attention to that, with, then your consciousness with, with is also, ear, yeah, with that ear. What is but it? that, let's say that 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 the top of the team, let's mm -hmm. say that you're always in that structure. Right. You understand me? And let's say that that high vibration is uh, Christ consciousness. Yes. Right. Where there's rules and orders constructed to stay in that consciousness at all that, times. Hold that frequency. Otherwise, things will bring you down. You right. go from ding to you start Falling. fiddling down. So one of those things was, of course, people do meditation, right? right. To try to maintain, and, and meditation is a form of being able to hemisync the brain from left and right hemisphere as well. People do prayers, Muslims pray five times a day yes. to stay consistently synced in and Re tapped into reset. that right. higher consciousness. Um, and then it goes into your deeds, right? And how you're consistently moving and doing good and right. you're always vibrating high. Right, random acts of kindness, keeping our heart chakra open. Right. You get to that point where you at the Messiah frequency. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And once you are interlocked into that frequency, then you at that Christ consciousness to where you're always pouring from that higher level. Everything you do, every deed, the way you make people feel when they interact with your energy, your light, you tapped into that Christ energy. But that Christ energy is, a, you know, Christ meaning crusher. So it also comes to change things, mm -hmm. right? Like in the Bible, they talk about you know, um, Jesus coming in and, you know, flipping over the tables and giving people rules on how they're supposed to live, to tap in. Because he, he basically saying that, look, if y'all want to be on, on God time, you want to have that mind of God, this is what you got to lock into. You understand right. me? And the people are like, shit, we trying to gamble and fornicate and, you know what I'm saying? Right, we trying right. to do our sinning and granted. And you trying to put us on God time. But he's like, listen, man, y'all ain't got no choice. I'm on God time. Y'all got to be on God time. Right. Because he get came on my to level. crush. Right. So... Once you get to a certain extent, and people call it, may call it self-righteousness, right. right? When you see somebody particularly living a certain way of life, and then they want other people to join on and live that life as well, they are now judged by people who's not on that frequency. Now, the greater part of that is a person being able to live that life and not judge others, but still find a way to get everybody to want to be on that frequency through inspiration, yes. through example setting. Yes. You understand me? Now, when we talk about crystals, crystals form based on the vibration of the environment. 
You understand me? Why some crystals are going to come out perfectly formed and other ones weren't based on, you know, the shape and the frequency allowing them to grow outward. Pressure. Right. The pressure. Now, you have on a magnitude of crystals. Yes. You yes. understand me? Um, and I know that you have something called Christ Consciousness 44. You understand me? A lecture that you give and that you break down. Yes. I want you to, two things for me. If you can explain to people how they can tap in to that state of Christ consciousness. And because Mother Tanetta talked about it in conjunction with tapping into the mind of God, where she would read the Quran. I believe she read it from front to back every week so that every letter and every word was what was vibrating and emanating within her mind. So imagine praying five times a day and reading the Quran every day. The only vibration that you have is supposed to be the word of God. So that means that you can only think in, think with the word of God and vibrate within that. And imagine your environment being sound bowls and crystals yes. and pleasant uh, words. You again, tapped in. Yeah. Her, she, she's filling her cup up to her cup runneth over. Right. So she's making sure that her mind is mentally immersed at all times in the word. And she becomes a manifestation of the word because now she's presently present in her walking, living, breathing meditation. She's lucid living mm. on principle, right? And her heart chakra is open because, again, the reason why the color of Islam is green is because it deals with the heart. It deals with the planet Venus, hence the fact that we see the star and the crescent, right? And the fact that it's on Fridays is when we make acknowledgement you know, to to uh, Allah and, and, you know, and all Muslims um, gather on that particular day because it's resonating on heart energy, heart space energy. So she's holding that frequency, right? And she's ascending her own, again, her own Jacob's Ladder. She's going through her hero's journey, right? Disciplining herself enough to get through what they say is like getting through the eye of the needle. Right. That's that's how difficult they say it is to get through the heart chakra. Right. And they'll show it in the in, in the, the Giza pyramids, the king's chamber. You got to go through a shaft on an angle through the left. You know what I'm saying? It gets real thin. You got to crawl through it. It's very uncomfortable. But once you get to it, you're in the glory of the upper room. You have access to the throat. You got access to the Ajna, which is the third eye and ultimately to the crown. This is the upper room. Now you're in the kingdom of the most high. You know what I'm saying? The skull, they say where Jesus went to go, the, the cave of Golgotha, mm -hmm. right? And that's where this pineal is at. This is what's called a crystal palace. You feel me? The pineal, the hypothalamus. So there's actual crystals yes. where the pineal is at. The pineal is a crystal, right? The ears have crystals in them. This crystal is all our, our skeletal structure is crystal. Hence the fact that if we jump, we create what's called piezoelectricity. And that's from pressure. When you put pressure on crystals, they release sparks. Mm. They release electricity. So when we're jumping, when we are utilizing, they like them niggas just playing. No, they're not just playing basketball. That's the most active piece of melanin on the planet at any given time. That's melanin in motion, real mm. time, right? You can see the miracle through them. And using playing basketball is using the earth because as you drop the ball, the, the earth is jumping back, back at up, you, pushing right. the ball. You understand me? Like we don't even understand the, the actions gravity. that we do on a daily right. basis. The, 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 the super dynamic, super, you know, quantum physics aspects of how we utilize these avatars and these vessels 
to create, you know, or defy cosmic law. You define gravity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And looking good doing it. Looking great doing it. You feel Fly, me? Look at MJ was flying. Like, flying. You know, right? the, the, we, we got hops. You understand me? But that's flight. But, right. you know, the, the greatest ability that we have in flight was, of course, within the mind. You understand me? It's right. our ability to be able to travel from one place to another the same so, way we talk about quantum entanglement. Right. So that part, right, the ability that we're speaking of taking over the most important piece of real estate this side of the universe, which is your mind, right? Getting back into the driver's seat of your spaceship. The thing that's going to take you through this universe when you lay down at night, the thing that's going to take you through this universe when you drop this robe of flesh. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She's saying, I want to get in close contact with that now because I, I understand the ability to access this realm and this, this reality. So I don't have to have a reunion with it. You know what I'm saying? After the fact and reincarnate and come and do this again, I'm going to be fully conscious in my vessel and my being. I'm going to, you know, inundate my vessel with this light. That word is light, especially if that's what you are vibrating to. Because what? What you vibrate too frequently. Yeah, what you do frequently becomes your becomes frequency. Your frequency. See, like, so, like, we talked about this before on light bodies and enlightenment. You understand me in that? Of course, it's easier to control the people who are controlled by their lower nature, ego. You just got to keep putting out those things in front of them, keeping them distracted. But if you're talking about somebody, imagine if you have a whole world where all of these people are wise mystics. Right. They walking around with all this wisdom. How you gonna fool that person? You can't it's fool impossible. that person that's so locked in. My 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 um experience with enlightenment came. I was about twenty one. I was incarcerated. Mm. I locked up thinking when I was nineteen, mm. and I was practicing Ramadan in accordance with the Nation of Islam. I just got moved from one part of the jail to another part that was like the club med part. Like mm-hmm. it was super laid back. You know they was gonna work release. I wasn't even supposed to be there uh, because I'm not from uh, Virginia. So I wasn't supposed to move from one part of the jet. But I was working at paperwork and um, I was I was really disciplined in regards to how I was allowing myself to study and and to, to get in contact with the concepts of what spirituality meant. You know what I'm saying? Now that I had this time to myself and um, the sheriff was like, we don't recognize the nation of Islam, you know, as a religion. We, it's a gang in the federal, uh, you know, prison mm-hmm. system. So he was like, if you want to do that, you got to go back over there. And I was like, no, like, I'm not going back over there. You're going to respect the fact that I want to do Ramadan regardless of what time I want. He's like, you got to eat with your unit. The unit that I had to eat with was they was work release, uh, quote unquote, inmates. They was in their clothes. I was in my uniform. We couldn't mix. And rather than just falling on my sword, I had, because um, we had pay phones in the venue, I had called uh, Islamic Council in DC, right across the bridge. And I told them what was going on. And for the next three days, you know, I could not go and, and eat with the units. So I couldn't eat at all. I just had to fast for the entire day. Mm. So I was reading my surahs and I started drawing. I had created a a figure called Al-Kabir, which meant the magnificence. I was channeling all of this pain that I was feeling from from starving. Mm. At night, because we had a vending machine, I was buying bear claws and stuff like that, but I wasn't getting no sustenance and I was being challenged. And the people in the unit was trying to put fear on me like, yo, 
that he's KKK Grand Dragon. He got bodies. He this that. Okay, about none of that. Like you're not gonna tell me. And this is the first time I ever heard somebody tell me I don't have rights. He's like, you a prisoner. You don't have rights. And I had to research what he was talking about. And that's when I came into the knowledge that what he was talking about right. had some sort of quote unquote legal standing. I didn't know that prior to that. And it infuriated me. Um, but I stood on my square and on the third day he broke down and came in there and apologized in front of the whole unit. Right. And I don't know if somebody had ended up reaching out to him, but he was very apologetic. He was like beat red in his face. And um, after he left, people were coming in the unit. I mean, coming in my um, in my cell. You know, like, wow, like you stood up to that. And you know what I'm saying? They folded before you did. And everybody hand that I would touch, I would know everything about them in like two seconds. And it was like, you got a, a gold film, you know, like a gold light coming off of you. And um, like two weeks after that, I was out of there. I had what was called a reconsideration. I went back to court um, based on some changes that was on my sentencing. They had, cause they do a whole point system when they give you time. And I disputed some of those things that they was calculating, ironically got into court. The judge took back a year or two and I was up out of there. But that brief period and glimpse that I was able to achieve what I felt was the most peaceful, zenful, you know, spiritual state under pressure. I can't even explain that to nobody. So if people want to doubt the power of, you know, really disciplining yourself and tapping in to this frequency, you have the ability to attain mm -hmm. these things that you might think are only fantastical, you know, or, or things that people speak of that, you know, might just be in a realm of imagination. If you can think it, it's accessible. Right. But, you know, to experience it is to really convince yourself how real it is. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I think it's a, the, the fact that we very powerful beyond the words, right? You can't really put words to how powerful we are. Everything mm -hmm. that we try to do is we're trying to replicate the power that we have within ourselves sometimes the unaccessed power. So we try to create a machine that can duplicate the inner powers that we're no longer connected to. But it's like, if they get us only in the rat race of time, you understand me consistently going at the trinkets and things and money and problem and distractions and fear and issue and fear and politics. And, oh, every four years, it's a new president It's consistently resetting. This is their way of keeping you condensed into a space with no actual self or inner realization of who you are. Because the example that was given that if you think about the wisest person that you know, and imagine if the whole world was just that wise, everybody walking around on that type of time, then of course, those who you consider to be the 1% or the elite or whoever you consider to be machinating and fabricating this reality, they would have no power whatsoever. So it means that of all the things that we can do, whether we're talking about getting wealth, you understand me, and gaining power and getting certain positions and jobs, there's nothing greater than we can do besides having self-knowledge and inner realization and enlightening ourselves. That when right. you get to that point where you locked in and when you're talking about enlightenment, you're literally talking about vibrating at a point where you have more light within your head. You understand me? Because of the electrical truth of knowledge that now exists in your glands within right. the different hemispheres of your brain, which means that that's what you're going to act off of right. and that's what you're going to use to control reality.
Well, you you understand the mechanisms and the methodology that's required for one to want to rule the matrix. There's only still less than one percent of people who even aspire to do such a thing. That's a fact, right? And maybe even smaller than that, right? A lot of people don't approach this thing like, oh, I can actually, you know, create or, or you know what I'm saying, disrupt this reality to a degree where my thought itself, right, can change the dynamic of how this world operates, how people see themselves. But that's the most, and, and I guess, you know, that part right there where thought yes. is the most powerful thing that you can composite and produce, yes. you know, because... If, I, if you're not thinking anything, you're not right. producing anything. But if I can get the collective imagination, because it was a sister who talked about she was a Disney exec, and yes. she was saying how she wanted to embed the gay agenda yes. throughout Disney, yes. right? And basically she said anywhere she could, she was sprinkling queerness yeah. in all of them, meaning that, oh, these people kiss, these people do us, things you wouldn't notice, but it would be subtle things. Subtle, right. And the reason for her doing that is so that she can start to embed certain thoughts and changes to try to shift paradigms. Right. So, just just hold that there. I just want to jump in right here because I stopped over here and I want to get back here so you can get back there. Right? Talk to me, man. You know? The formulative <laughs> years, the formulative years, when we're talking about the spiraling and the uncoiling of the serpent till it becomes, you know what I'm saying, wide enough that now it's opened up and it's spiritual that it can receive more light like this as opposed to like here, right? The first seven years from zero to seven mm -hmm. is when you program the subconscious mm. so if i program the subconscious from the years of, from the years of zero to seven any and everything that you do beyond that particular point is going to be in response to this program which operates 95 percent of Christmas. your life from this point on so the jesuits said give me your child for the first seven years and i'm gonna give you an adult because it's almost impossible now to undo that level of programming because the spiraling goes like this now. So in this whole aspect of this spiral coming through, if I catch this particular node right here, that spiraling now is going to ripple and replicate that particular pressure point, that node. Like if I put an imprintation on it right here, that imprint is still gonna replicate itself every time that that spiral goes. So now you're dealing with this particular um, generational trauma that keeps popping up in all of these different manifestations and these seven, you know, these 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 ages of your life that's broken down into seven years. You know what I'm saying? Going through these quote unquote seven chakras. You feel me? So, you know, these are ways that that, that we observe that they utilize um, you know, programming. You know what I'm saying? So some of that crystal menthol. Just to open yeah, us deep. up while we talk. You understand me? I brought out all of the stuff. I brought out the bows. I brought out the, the crystal menthol. The crystal menthol. You know what I'm saying? Some mullen. Yeah. We got the gold water, the silver. Oof. We need all the high vibrational tools. That crystal you menthol. Yeah, hit that bowl a little because that, that opened up something right there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the fourth time I hit it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, like, all right. Let's say somebody listening right now and they like, all right, I hear what y'all brothers talking about. Y'all right. definitely going high level, but how do I activate, right? And, you know, throughout time, human beings have had multiple ways that they activate, whether they're right. sitting down and they sun gazing, mm -hmm. right? Um, at, the, at the point of time where the sun has the lowest radiation, 
You understand me? And they're allowing that frequency of the sunlight to entrain their mind. You understand me? And allow them to tap into that higher vibration, whether they're planting themselves um, on the ground. Right. You grounding, understand me? And right. they're grounding. Soul to soul. Whether right. they're on the beach with the piezoelectric energy, Sand, uh, right. waterfalls, whether they are cleansing themselves with the chakra, making sure that their environment is staying clear and light. Uh, whether they're eating the right way with plant-based electrical foods, yes. whether they're drinking, can we talk about this vegan? Crystallized thing? water. We can talk about this vegan thing. We can definitely talk about it. But like you know, meditation, exercise, right. um, you know, all of these particular things that you're going to utilize, right. whether it's chants, hymns, prayers, right, right, like all of these things are to keep you vibrating high. Yes, you understand me. Like high-level conversations is one of those acts. To where just by listening to it, you go start tapping in, and you may start getting a little chips off the calcification process. Right. So the concept is this: high tides lift all boats. Mm, talk to me. Right. High tides lift all boats. So if we're in the environment, right, and the conversation is here, and we pull up, right, and we know that our mental plane oh, is yeah, here, it's jumping up, right, and the standard, we we coming in here. You feel me? Then we have the ability, what? To, to build these palaces continuously. That frequency is gonna lift everything in this environment. So high tides lift boats. The fact that they say, do not become a product of your environment, make your environment become a product of you. Mm -hmm. That's enlightenment. So, right? so before you go further, cause we didn't even get to the, <laughs> to the, to the drip in the crystals. Do crystals work is what I'm trying to get to, man, because I see a whole lot of crystalline energy going on. Yes, indeed. Do crystals work? Why do people wear crystals? You understand me? And put crystals on themselves. What's the Again, practical value yeah. of crystals? We are crystals. One, okay. Right. Two, they say that the oldest kingdom here on this planet is the mineral kingdom. So if I want to pay homage to the creator, you know what I'm saying? I resonate with the things that was laid forth for me that he said that I have dominion over once I come here. Right. I have to become familiar with the things that he had already put in place because his cosmic intelligence says that this predates me for a reason. Mm -hmm. I want to know why his intelligence is in these particular stones. It has been uninterrupted and based on millions of billions of years. It has been pressurized right into available medicine. Right. Cosmic medicine where each one of these stones do different things. They mean different things. And. They're part of an appreciating class. There's a rock market identical to a stock market. Mm. So when we talk about crystals, they increase vibrational frequency. Absolutely. So we talking about my own frequency. And, and, and what's the point of most of the crystals like myself? I got it wrapped in copper, right? Yes. Um, so you, you have two agents on your um, on your body right now that are superconductors. You have gold, which is a superconductor. And you have copper, which are superconductors. Once again, if we look inside of a building, any particular piece of architecture is going to be lined up the same way that your body's lined up, mm. right? But the thing about gold that makes it so effective as a superconductor is also non-corrosive. So when we speak about the internal organs and we speak about the, the, the inner constitution of our body being rusty locks, if you will, the pineal, yeah. we know that this particular gold, right, decalcifies pineal glands. Why? Because gold as a noble element is non-corrosive. So now you put in it into your particular electrical body, your inner body, right? It's given the conductivity in that particular body and it's just revving it up. 
It's giving you all the electrical amplitude that you need. It's decalcifying or chipping away on the rusty lock, so the pineal gland. Now the pineal gland is fully functional. A fully functional pineal gland does two main things. It releases endorphins in the daytime during sunlight hours, which is responsible for, or it releases serotonin, which is responsible for the feel-good endorphins. And at nighttime, melatonin is responsible for rest, repair, re reparations, restoration, right? All of the things that are necessary for us to take the experiences that we had during the daylight hours, the stuff that we heard, the stuff that we learned, the stuff that we observed, and now you're making sense of it. Now you're compartmentalizing it. Now you're putting it into the places where it needs to be. Now you're waking up a little bit more smarter because God has had a new experience that he's made sense of. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the connections are even more broader and wider. And every single day that you live prior to today sets you up for today to be the best day of your life. Mm. Mm. So we are crystalline structures, right? We are composed of crystals. They call the blood the crystal lake. Our blood got crystals in it. Our ears got crystals in it. Our pineal got crystals in it. Our bones got crystals in it. Our eyes got crystals in it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, uh, definitely all over our brain is crystals. And water itself is a crystal. Mm. You feel me? So we are crystalline beings living on a crystalline planet, traveling through a crystalline cosmos, right? And at, at essence, we're stardust. So we are composed of the same mineral structures, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen, the fourth most abundant elements in the universe, right? is what you find here is what you find through entire galaxies. So once again, you know, we are the things that existed before physicality. I'm nonlinear, I'm non-physical, right? I'm composed of stardust, I'm composed of water, and I'm controlled by my mind. I'm extraterrestrial, mm. you feel me? I'm extraterrestrial, I'm extra earthbound shit. The terrestrial stuff is earthbound stuff that you find in the physical plane. Water don't come from here, Stardust don't come from here in a mind you can't find, right? So right away, right? We, we could skip all of the, <laughs> I'm an extraterrestrial. And we know that yeah. these people don't like aliens, so they damn sure ain't looking for them. To I'm, deport them? I mean, we talk about, you know, uh, technology, like Web3 and mm -hmm. Metaverse, but we have a biological Metaverse, you know, and that's Absolutely. our imagination. We got dream time. We get to go play and become characters and jump into different Avatars. dimensions. Right. And today's scientists still cannot, you know, properly say this is the practical reason for dreaming. This is what we can determine that this is why dreaming is the same way they can't tell you, you know, what's in the uh, the ocean. Right. Here's these, the, you have the right. vast ocean that is most of the planet. You have dreaming, which takes up most of our time here on Earth. You understand me? When we are sleeping, we go into a completely different state where we live. Right. Right. And they, they've been trying to figure out ways for people to lucid dream for years. 20% of your life is going to be spent dreaming. And if you're lazy, you're 30%. Right. So <laughs> the, the people who have created probes, yeah. who they say have gone to Pluto. Yeah. They've landed probes on the planet Mars. Mm. They just said that they flew a probe, the Parker probe, into the sun. Mm. They got a probe, so they say, they, they kissed the sun made of an uh, element called Mungston. Once again, them understanding these elements and how they work, they had to, you know what I'm saying, coat these particular um, crafts and vessels to get all the way into the sun. But these people can't tell you what's at the bottom of the ocean. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing to me. Ninety percent undiscovered, and it doesn't make sense to me, especially with the science behind of how hot the sun is, how far it is away. To be able to send a probe, still have signal and frequency, come back yeah, with information pictures. and data that you can right. utilize. It's, you know, th I think the the scientific community got some explaining to do. You know what I mean? Because some things, the <laughs> computing ain't putin' right now. They just ain't making sense to me. Computing ain't putin'. We can't go to the bottom of the ocean, but we can go and touch the sun. That's 93 million miles away. Right. 93 million miles away. And the, the Kelvin degree of the sun is so hot that even 93 million miles away, we feel it. And we can die by too much exposure from the sun. Yet we can send an intelligent machine there and back with information with data that we can properly analyze and use now and we don't even have real pictures of the earth so how are we getting real pictures of the sun if we don't have like a real just straight photograph of the yeah. earth with thousands of satellites One we should understand we should, things we should bring up some sun scientists I, I, I'm looking for one. I'm looking for all scientists and physicists. I got a few that's cold, cold with it. Bring yeah. your institutional degrees, and I want to learn. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could really chop this up. I wrote a book on it that um, it's called Convos with the Cosmos. Mm. That's still coming out. Um, and not only did I explain all of this uh, based on my observations of the sun in 2020, I also showed where we are anatomically, right? subatomically connected to the sun there's a part of us that is inside of us that's also inside of the sun so and this is, is it how true that interfacing with it is it true when the sun has its um its pulses and it sends its waves of solar flares you know people say that that's when they activate and they psychic connection to the sun what's the yes. truth behind that well not the, to the sun but the, the you know that, with the way themselves. that we communicate with the sun is by way of the um, solar magnetism that comes by way off the sun, right? The woman in particular, this beautiful uh, specimen that we don't understand, this technology. What's the gender of the sun? Right? The, the sun is uh, genderless, right? Um, because it's electromagnet. It's yeah, it's not. <laughs> it ain't cis. It's right? non-binary. It's a non-binary sun, y'all. Even but, though they call them sun, but that don't mean it's masculine. Yeah, that that don't. Because in Kemet, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's worth noting that Oset was the, she was the deity. She was a solar deity, mm. and Asar was a lunar deity. So, and he's very much a man, and she's very much a woman, and they understood those particular aspects. But it was different. She was also Saturn originally. Because Ra was masculine though, in connection with the sun, ancient Kemet. This is different aspects of the sun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a sun that you're going to feel. There's a sun that you don't see. And they're going to have different, you know, you know, polarities or what have you. Um, but you asked, there was something else I was answering before that. I don't know. We can move forward, though. Now, we was getting to it. Um, I definitely wanted to touch on whatever that particular. Uh, I was asking was at first, I was asking about the crystals. Okay. You know, and people being able to increase right, their vibration about, right. utilizing crystals. We were talking crystals. about the sun, we were talking about the crystals, and the way that people are able to increase their frequency with crystals is because all crystals have energetic signatures. So you just have to find out what it is that you're looking for in particular, and then there's a crystal, there's a gem that specifically will help and assist with that. And the reason why it can help and assist with that is it 
in your auric field, if you have something that you need to sustain yourself, just like almost the eating for nutrition or for particular minerals, right? What feeds your subtle energy body? There's certain things that feed your subtle energy body that have energy signatures and stones do that. You know what I'm saying? Lapis lazuli, this is a royal stone. Turquoise is a royal stone. You know, coral has its properties. Labradite, this is a spiritual stone, you know, of higher planes. Um, this particular uh, contraption here is a, it's, it's, it's set in resin, so it's not a particular stone, but um, put together different shards of elements. And when you put them together in the field with this resin, it creates a, a organ, a organic field, which is organ is guard energy. So again, these are ways that you can tap into the subtle energy fields. We have five subtle energy bodies connected to this physical body. You know what I mean? And those are called auras or things of that nature. And uh, through different, again, through sound frequency, through color frequency, these are all the ways that we interact and interface. So color frequency, because you are a very colorful brother. Yes. You understand me? Every time I see you, you got the brightness. You understand me? You yes. got a spectrum on you. Now, you once told me that different colors, you understand me, have different reactions, right? So yes. like different days of the week, you try to wear different colors. You understand me? Yeah. What's the science behind that? Psychology? I align my um, color psychology, if you will, with the planets. Mm. So each planet has a different color and that particular planet and that color has a particular frequency. So um, Monday is the moon that's blue. Tuesday is Mars that's red. You know what I'm saying? And we all know what the red or the Mars energy kind of represents. You know, Wednesday's Mercury, which is the mind. Um, oh, no, my bad. Wednesday's Uranus, which is uh, a, a day that doesn't have a color. You can choose to do, you know, anything, mm. but it's recommended you do earth tones. You know, Thursday is Jupiter, so that's purple. Friday is Venus, so that's green. You know, Saturday is Saturn, so that's black. Sunday is Sunday, which is the sun, so that's yellow or gold. And when you're in that frequency and when you're in that particular alignment, then you're receiving, you know, the cosmic support that comes along with it. That's why I wear black, because black is all colors. So I just try to make black, sure that black, I'm yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah, and, and that I was my, yeah. That, my all black. <laughs> and, and, you know... But I do notice a difference between how I'm received when I'm wearing red or I'm wearing gold or I'm wearing purple. Because I know that from, you know, Taurus, my color is supposed to be purple. You understand me? Um, and I don't wear a lot of purple. I wear it that day with Queen Afua. Right. Um, but, you had you a know, different reception. Completely. Um, but also, I wear black a lot because I'm not always trying to... I'm already a sun. I'm already... I, I got so much energy that I'm not always trying to receive so much attraction. So I wear, you know, black instead. You know, right. to kind of minimize, you know, uh, my my myself, you know, because there's always so much attention already given. You know what your moon sign is? That I relax. I think it's Virgo. Okay. Okay. Now that explains it. <laughs> People <laughs> always say that when they talk about astrology. That explains it. Right. Again, as entrepreneurs, we are responsible for containment of a lot of information and we have to scale our businesses. So we're constantly processing information. We have to keep our mind open to new information. We have to make observations about competition. We have to be aware of our customers, right? And 
the times, you know, uh, entrepreneurs working 16, 18 hours. So we need our rest. We need our recharge because we need to get right back where we left off. But we're responsible for scaling. So we even have to come back in the game, you know what I'm saying, even better than we left. So how do we do that, right? We have to have something that speeds the particular glands that are responsible for making these processes happen in our body. And in our body, the pineal gland is responsible for that. So during the daytime, it releases serotonin. And at nighttime, it releases melatonin in accordance with the planetary circadian rhythm, right? The way that we are helping entrepreneurs be a better version of themselves, we're making sure that people's most important asset, their body, is recession-proof, right? What does a recession body look like? One that has an energy deficit, right? One that is, you know, slightly uh, a few steps or seconds off, right? can't afford that in business. You can't even afford to be a split second off. You want to be totally present and slightly ahead of the game. And that's what we focus on when we focus on the brain. Right. Man, I want to get to a couple more things before we get out of here. So like astrology, right? Yes. Because I talked about this briefly with Billy Carson. You understand me? Um, but we didn't actually touch on astrology. We, we kind of breezed past it. Mm -hmm. um, we were supposed to circle back, but we never did. You know, right. um, and, and me and you had these conversations about astrology because my whole thing is sometimes people claim to be masters of astrology in the stars, but mm -hmm. they haven't mastered their time here on Earth. You understand me? And yeah. yeah, so they say millionaires don't need astrologers, billionaires do. Yes. You understand me? And we know that there's statistics and data that show how people trade with the moon or the sun. That there's there's people who trade directly Bitcoin, you understand me, with the moon, right? Yes. In correlation between those times, how people react yes. and Market the whole energy. I've seen it, yes. Now, with astrology, though, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of astrologers out there. It is. And astrologers yes. almost claim to be 100% a lot of times. Man, they be having some details, you know. Right. First of all, we got Billy Carson already talked about the Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, sometimes you find yourself where it's like, man, how come these travel details or something just not just not working right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you be like, what's going on right now? Somebody be like, oh, you know, it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like that's the that's the explain it all. Like, oh, it. Okay, yeah. I get it. Right, Things right. are going on. Planets is tripping right now. I don't actually know the science behind it, but. Nine out of ten, that's a good excuse for what's happening right now. Right. But what's the what do you believe in astrology in the sense that it can be um it can be exact, accurate, predictive? I I've I've observed, you know, it being pinpoint precise and I observed it not necessarily being so. Because, hold on, before um, you go, I've seen sisters, some sisters, they sell money herbs. You know, they sell, listen, you get this reading and you got another $10,000 coming to you. And I always thought that if you got the money herb, why don't you just keep all the money herb? If you have the psychic reading of fortune, why don't you just give yourself the psychic reading of fortune? But I'm a tourist, so I'm deeply steeped in logic. So yes. I bring all things down from the stars to the planet, to the, to the earth, which is why probably my relationship. And I've, I've, I've had astrologists give me readings and let me know about planets because 
my whole thing is I want all information. Mm-hmm. Whatever information I can utilize to make my next decision to be as accurate as possible, I want that. Right. Right. I don't mean I have to completely go off just the moon cycle because if I was doing that and every trader did that, you probably would be broke. Right. <laughs> if it was 100%, then everybody would just go off that. Obviously, you need more metrics of data. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to astrologists, some, I know, I'll make it seem as if this metric of data is enough to live off of. Is yes. that true? I mean, some, some of them wholeheartedly believe that. Again, this is based on their observation. Some people can have a particular metric and they can see the whole board, but don't know how to teach it to somebody else. Mm. So we're listening to them, you know, talk about their observation and how they've utilized their observation to master this matrix. You know what I'm saying? Um, your, your, your eyes are connected to your brain, right? So your eyes are gonna be reflective of what your brain can process. So these people have a different ability to observe the world and, and collab waves, you know, the way that they choose to. Um, like me, I, I, I said, I'm a silver surfer um, when it comes to retrograde energy, Mercury retrograde. If it's Mercury, right. I'm a silver surfer. I'm not gonna be underneath the wave, you know what I'm saying? Trying to swim my way out of what, what people consider to be a non-favorable time. Cause I'm like, the market don't close during retrograde. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I don't want to get attacked by the, the 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 astrology community. I'm just playing God's advocate here. No, he, he, you understand me. No, these are these but, are definitely because especially if it has great validity to it, then we want to get accuracy and science connected to it, so that we can really establish, you know, utilizing that as a methodology to build out our institutions to increase yeah. our ratio of winning in but, life. Yeah, but you asked a question earlier, and again, I think that it's a synthesis of different metrics, right? Utilizing human design for staffing, right? If you want to build a corporation out, why not find out who's who and how they work together? Because projectors work better with manifestors, mm. you know what I'm saying? So conscientious staffing will, will allow you to create companies that have better probabilities to do the magnanimous things that need to be done for you to scale in a shorter amount of time. Like bro said, you know, Let's make this money in a shorter amount of time as opposed to stretching it out. No, I'm looking for an astrologer on the team. You got to be the best right. in the world. You understand me? Um, and you have to know how to synthesize the information in a way where I can utilize it in practicality. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's days and there's plays. AKA, we got to get some money together. We got to get some money. <laughs> and and that's tap into the money shop. Yeah, so that's my thing. Like, this information is to be utilized to get money. You feel me? So... So to that point, though, right, we see synchronistic events that happen on 19, like 1944, of course, they, you know, the atomic bomb, right? Right. That's what happened when them 19s and them 44, that's 44 God, I'm 19 keys. So and, we come and, together, and it's a tough yeah, situation. It's, it's, it's important because you spoke about that, right? But synchronistic yeah. dates. The unity. Though. Yeah. But like when we have, when we see synchronistic dates and we observe mm-hmm. those dates, you know, um, it was Timothy McVeigh who said that even though he knew it was 19 children in that building, he could not miss the day of the 19th because he said April 19th is when he had served the federal, the FBI, you know, uh, murdering those folks over there at um, um, what's the, the Waco place called? Bridge. The Waco. Right. And he said he didn't want to miss that. Even though the children was in there, he said, no, right. I still got to go for it. Right. You know, and he believed that, you know, you had to he had to do it on that synchronistic date. 
Right. You understand me? And we see that throughout time, right? That there's particular dates, there's particular numbers that pop up more synchronistic than others. Yeah. You understand me? Um, and what is that algorithm, if you will, of why things align on certain mathematical codes, certain mathematical dates, and what's the importance of taking advantage of those junctures in time? Right. Again, when I'm talking about the rippling and the spiraling of time, you want to catch, you want to get a seat, right? <laughs> That's going to, that you have to utilize the less energy to take a trip to go to furthest possible place. So if I want to travel, if I want to time travel, I'm going to do something on a full moon. I'm going to do something on a full moon eclipse because now I could time travel six months automatically into time. So what did they do? They did the Boston situation on a scorpion full moon, right? Dealing with a death ritual. And now look, you know, this past uh, Memorial quote unquote weekend, 12 to 14 mass shootings, right? They're amplifying these particular situations, casting shadows, right? Putting blood on the altar, casting a shadow, making it very intentional, making it a cosmic event, and then utilizing this lens right, to project a six-month window, and then they catch the next full moon eclipse, which mm. is now in November. So November how do 8th. we use it? We prepare ourselves for these junctures of time and say, if this is a window and this is a portal, we have to be prepared, fully intentional, right, to say, how, do, how does our intention align with the cosmic support of this particular time? Like, we got so, Juneteenth, June, June 19th, of course. Right. You understand me? Uh, that's a uh, supposed to be a particular powerful day. Right. That's that's going to be a, a strong point in time where melanated people are going to be gathered celebrating their alleged quote unquote liberation. This would be a perfect time to remind them that, you know, there's still uh, alertness, there's still awareness, there's still a job that needs to be done. If you want to secure this particular freedom of yours, you know what I'm saying? And, and we can look at each other at our level next Juneteenth to say that we did everything possible to not ignore these dog whistles, but rise to the occasion yeah. to say that it's somebody lurking, right? That doesn't have, you know, our, our best, best interest at hand. So when we look at days like that, let's say like Juneteenth, we know like black, uh, not uh, uh, black, so-called black history month. Mm -hmm. Those are times where black people feel more black. They ready to spend a little more, they can come out and they can take cloths. Yeah. You know, they can claim to be a little more Malcolm on that day they're rather reminded, than Martin. They're reminded of their it's, identity. It's the, and yeah. they're allowed to. They're given the liberty. You going into your workspace, somebody got a Kente cloth on and you're like, hey, it's Black History Month. This, but then in March, you better not come in with that same outfit. It's almost like <laughs> Halloween. It's an extended yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Like you get the play being black <laughs> yeah. for February. You get the cosplay. Yeah. And then at the same time, those who are actually living that vibration at all the time and trying to liberate our people, like that's the best month where you can actually get people to support causes and pay attention to listening. things yeah. they normally wouldn't. So that would be a juncture in time taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like May 19th for Malcolm X's birthday. That's a juncture date where it's like, yo, we could be a little more revolutionary today. Got Juneteenth, that's a juncture in day. We all, we was free. Remind ourselves, like, let's do this, proposal, this. Right. So a person would launch something on that date, right? Right. So it's like, and, and, and that kind of goes towards symbols, because 
when we talk about symbols, symbols have a powerful energy within them. You know, uh, the same way letters and symbols are semi-autonomous information machines, right? They automatically have in there wielded power yeah. that when DNA and consciousness recognize it, it's going to stir something within self. Right. When we look at Board Ape Yacht Club, my bro had brought this up and a lot of people was, you know, whether they believe it or not, I'm sure. there was synchronicity. You guys realize for the last two years, they got black people to invest in monkeys and dogs while making fun of us and taking our money from us. But Doge was going to the moon. When y'all get done, go look at Board Ape Yacht Club and go see the imagery of how it's connected to Nazism. It's damn near the same imagery, but they know we won't study long enough to say, and now look how many billions of dollars they've made off of us and our culture, and then the music industry gonna come in with more NFTs and continue to rob us. All we need is us. And if we study this shit and know this like the back of our hand and have the same debates about LeBron versus Jordan, we're not gonna do that here tonight, right? But we have to know this market the same way that we know sports if we want to be free. There right. was connection. Ian said that, right. you know, uh, the Board of Yacht Club utilized the branding of Nazis. Nazi is propaganda. Yes. You know, we can look back throughout time and see where apes have been utilized to spread propaganda against original people. Absolutely. And also just, you know, propaganda against Asians, against Jews, against a right. bunch of different type of people. And... There were so many connections that they couldn't be ignored, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be like, you know, when I first seen it, I'm like, apes. And then I told my partner, I said, listen, man, because we was having a conversation. I don't say the brother's name. Right. Because he done made a lot of money off the apes. And kudos to you, because I say, man, racism ain't never made me that much money. <laughs> you understand me? So I ain't mad at you. I said, look, if you want to test me to see if I'm real about this, sit in my wallet and see if I accept it or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But to the point, though, because, you know, uh, I think that the larger point was that we will happily, like, imagine if those were Black Panthers. We, that wouldn't have did as good. Right. But if it's something that's making fun of the whole world, you understand me? Making Our, fun of different peoples. Our world, right. And the part was that the Nazis knew what they were doing. Uh, they uh. were so scientific. That German engineering was some of the best on the planet Earth and still is. Right. So when they did branding, the Soviet Union did marketing. They did it at the highest possible highest, level, right. and everybody else copied those that platform. Right. So it would make sense to me that if a person wants to go build a brand, then they're going to steal from the original brand makers. Right. right? What is your take on the stealing symbols and retrofitting them for your cause right. versus the original energy that those symbols had? still being in that and you not having the ability to turn that around. Um, so you're talking about um, reclaiming particular symbols and re-engineering them mm -hmm. and with the hopes of saying, if I'm gonna re-engineer it or repropagate it with this particular intention, right? I don't wanna tap in. So if I wanna take back the swastika from the Nazis and put it back into the indigenous aspect of saying, I saw the Incas with this, I seen the Mayans with this. It's right. still not gonna have this stigma. And in this Oakland, there's a Buddhist temple that still had a swastika. Zone. Right, right. Or if I want to take the um, the Confederate flag and say, right. 
Well, I seen pictures where they got that from the indigenous people of the land. Right. Right. Um, you're going to have to do more explaining than anything else. And that might be what you want. You might want it as a conversational piece so you can upsell this idea that its original place came from here. But was right? it probably easier because people had less information on the original symbol when they were stolen? Absolutely. Because now the symbols are so widely known and spread and inside the minds of people, it's hard to, you would have to find the people who are dumb to the symbols, then use right. it. But my whole thing is like, once again, are we going to abandon everything that we know has power in it because somebody else, you know what I'm saying, jumped on that particular, you know, frequency or jumped on that thing and now they're utilizing it. If, if they didn't have power, they wouldn't have took it. Right. Right. So we have this thing where we just we don't want to fight for nothing. Like we just gave the rainbow up. We just give it all up. And it's like you have any alternatives. You just that's how you fight. Mm. That's how you show up. That's how you protest. You know what I'm saying? So everything is a game of chess. You feel me? Somebody moving. You got to respond with a move. We just we haven't seen enough of our people counter responding. The moves. What's the importance of symbols, though? Because for me, like, you know, I utilize the sun, moon, and stars. Those yes. are cosmic entities. If you can go through every people throughout time uh -huh. and they had some sort of connection to the cosmic entities, of course, when they looked up there, they seen a, a sky full of stars. They ain't, we didn't even, we don't even have the same, you know, sky as our ancestors. No, so no, our no, imagination no. towards the cosmos is completely different just based on our observation. Because if they looked up there and they seen a bed of stars where they seen the Milky Way and the galaxies, it's going to make them ponder upon the universe completely different than yes. in our reality to where we have all of this light pollution and we can barely see a couple of twinkles up there. Right. So we don't look up. And now we got into a people where we look down. We look down, right? right. And so our spine is consistently taking on more curvature, uh, uh, curvature and our head is down. Right. Which means, and it's done right. something to the perpendicular man. Right. So you got less access to the ability to tap into enlightenment because you're perpendicular. Your spine has to be straight. Mm -hmm. Right. Shout out to the nation. They show. Right. Shoulders back, chest up. You know what I'm saying? Your stomach your, and chest your, out, head up. Right. Because the only way that the energy is going to properly move and fluctuate up that spinal column is, you know, a man has to stand straight. You got to be straight. That's how you move your energy. So and. Not to cut your wisdom, but when you, if you think back in the day when people did have a little curvature in the spine, it's because they read so much, right. which also means that those were the people who had the most knowledge. But now this curvature is the people who are distracted the right. most. Who, who, right, are in their more so reptilian brain, right, and they curve like a serpent. Mm. So I'm easily able to control you through stimulus from your screen. Mm. Oh, I'm mad emotional. I'm shooting my brain, right? I'm warping my brain with dopamine hits because I'm here all day. Oh. And you're less confident. Oh, shit. Right? Because the, the, when you know, if you want to raise your confidence, put your head up. Right. It's going to automatically raise confidence. Right. You got to put your hands up. Breath. It's going right. to automatically raise confidence and testosterone like a victor. Right. But if your head is down and for every inch it adds 10 pounds, so it's going to continue to curve, you're going to have back problems. Now it's messing up your whole spine. Yeah. Now that perpendicular man who's perfected himself to stand upward has created technology where he looks downward. You understand right. me? So it's a de-evolution. It's a de-evolution. Right. devolution. Yeah. Right. Um, where your mind goes, energy flows. Right. So if you're always looking down. Right. That's pretty much where your mind and your energies. You're not open to the to the cosmos. All of this 
quote unquote sightings going on, all these visits, you know what I'm saying? All this traffic taking place above your head and you're not even in the game. Right. You feel me? But see, that's the whole point of like, you got the, 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 you know, when I credit the crowds, or recreated them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I did want to say, and when I grew the, when I drew the character in 95, because it was right after the Million Man March, um, I, I, the, the, his name was Al Kabir. I grew, I drew him with the crown. Mm. Feel me? I had tapped into that frequency and Again, it was it was reminiscent of what I was experiencing in that cell going through a period of enlightenment where I was like, I was detached from the the pain of the body going through, you know, fasting. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm just all in my mind right now. This is all mental. And so that's what the, the Star and the Crescent always rep- represented the potentiality for enlightenment. The fact that right. in, in my in my mind right now, is the stars and 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 you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's a constant and, reminder and, and, and as well. Body, yeah, these cosmic bodies are, are constantly, you know, um downloading in my mind and, and giving me different particular uh ideas and, and you know what I'm saying, I'm pulling from the forces of the cosmos. I mean just think upon, you know, the sun, moon and stars are so powerful, right? Being when when you're looking up at the stars, it's a form of meditation, allowing your mind to refresh. You understand me, and to not think, but to just relax into the cosmos. Mm-hmm. You understand me, and the average person does not look at the stars anymore, does okay. not observe the stars and wonder upon the universe. Right? Does not tap into the moon to understand the connection that it has on its body and is pulling away the water. Do not step into the sun and. And, and absorb that energy and that radiation. You understand me? That sun gaze, sends all of those vitamins and minerals and sun rays. So we are, we are, we are without the sun, moon, and stars within our lives. Facts. You know, but those are three elemental things that we can utilize on a consistent and, of course, a daily basis. And we don't live on Earth. Ask me how. Talk to me then. How we don't live on Earth? You see these soles yes, on sir. these feet, right? About one or two inch. These particular plastic insulation post 1960s, you know, we started wearing rubber on the bottom of our feet. Rubbers are insulated, so we're not getting no electromagnetic frequency from the planet, nor are we standing on the planet. We're always two inches off of it. So we don't take our shoes off and ground on the earth. If you have lived 40 plus years on this planet, accumulatively about one year of that time have you spent maybe Right. If mm. you grew up in the South, maybe with your feet planted on planet Earth, physically on the planet, absorbing right the electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic frequency that comes once the solar wind, like you said, once that cosmic energy comes from the sun, it it hits the planet. Right. And it's available as food on the ground. You eat through the bottom of your feet, your soul. That's why they call the bottom of your foot soul. That's why they call the sun soul, S-O-L. So soul to soul, you're eating, right? You're also dumping, you're releasing inflammation and tension into the ground, but you're also pulling up all of this energy, this cosmic energy and information that's just coalescing, you know, on the ground. No one's utilizing it. So why does modern man think he's so advanced when he doesn't utilize any of the natural resources around him? Because when you think about it, everything that we create is created almost to disconnect us from the food we eat, 
It's disconnecting us through the pineal gland. It's calcifying us to the way that we brush our teeth with the fluorides. You understand me? The the, the chemical flavors right. that we put in, it um, takes us away from natural because everything. We are the latest iteration of civilization. When they created civilization, that is when they started going counter nature, right? The act of creating civilization, stone edifices and things that were not necessarily um, based on living in forests, right? Because first so thing- So is that the possible prime difference between prehistoric people and people now was that we created technology, you know, to disconnect and they created technology to, to connect. connect. Right, right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? This is when people started rivaling the idea of the most high creator, you know, building out cities and, you know what I'm saying? You got to push out nature in order to do that and then attempt to come to some sort of compromise. Nature's always going to get the short end of the stick. Nature so, is feminine. That's why right. the masculine energy that gets built up in the city at all times have to go out and seek feminine energy for redistribution and balance. For right. connection. So they they made that mistake in New York, right? And they was like, yo, we got to bring some femininity back in, right? They had built it out initially for the financiers and people was making the bread. So they made it super cosmopolitan and they took all the nature out, cut all the trees down. And then they had to go and snatch Seneca Village, which is Central Park, and then build the rest of the artificial city um, to, to to bring in a sense of nature because they destroyed all of it, you know, to appease to this anglicized, westernized mind that did not have an appreciation for quote unquote nature. This is not somebody who came outside and was able to go and eat by picking food. This person had to chase their food mm. in inclement climates, right? So they have a different relationship with nature than you do. Nature's aggressive to them, right? It's not a friend. So they don't treat it necessarily friendly. But coincidentally, here in this country, you can find them in the mountains, you can find them in the forest, you're gonna find them in nature. You know, that got me to a thought that <laughs> was a little different, but it's like, when we talk about mental illness and we talk about psychiatrists and psychologists yes. and clinicians that deal with mentally ill patients, the fact that they have their offices in the city and a person has to go through an office in the first place is already, you know, uh, it lacks the proper design to heal right, because right. you would think yeah, yeah. I would want to meet my psychiatrist in the park. You understand right. me? Meet me around greenery, meet me around healing. I talked about this yes. with Billy Carson. Hospitals are designed around death. It looks like a mortuary right. or right. a prison. They don't look like a place you're going to be healed. There's like no said, sun coming yeah. in, no Where's crystals, plants no at? plants, nothing. Right, where's the plants, where's the sun? These are the things that will help regenerate and recharge somebody that reminds them what life is. They get them ready for the morgue. Right. Like you said, it, that like was, a that woman's was... house should have plants. Right. There should be in a man's house should too. But I'm saying, fellas, game, you know, right. like if you with a woman and she ain't got no plants in there. Number one, she got plants. That means she know how to take care of them. Right. You understand me? She is a nurturer. And Tell that is a, lot a about necessary energy. feminine right. quality. The nurturing quality of a woman has to be consistently, you know, trained in order for her to have that quality in which she use it with you. But if she understands, oh, I got to pick these flowers, I have to water it at certain times, I have to give a sun at certain times, it's training her to nurture all the things within her environment. You understand me? That particular power is necessary within the feminine quality. So going into a woman's house, there are certain things you should see within that environment. 
You should see some crystals. You should see some sage. You should see some gold water. You understand? You should possibly see a paradigm keys. You should see a singing bowl. You understand me? You right. should see some plant, something that represents that she is a nurturer and a healer. A femininity. Right. Yes, feminine right. energy. So you got your plant mamas. You understand me? And uh, if you like me, you a plant daddy. Yeah. You understand me? I take care of plants as well. That's right. Ladies, make sure you get you a, a fella in order to take care of plants. You understand me? Like. How does a woman regard a man? She sees the relationship he has with his mother. You have right. to see how a man is taking care of feminine energy and his relationship towards feminine energy yes. is it will be a direct correlation between how he's going to treat you, the yes. feminine energy in his life. My grandfather taught me something that was key um, at an early stage of my life. He said, women are like flowers. He's like, treat them like flowers. Mm. And I, I had to grow into understanding what that meant. I was like, what you, okay, they delicate. You know what I'm saying? If, if if you water them, you know they have a tendency to right. open up and blossom, give them sunlight. You know what I'm saying? They'll just because they pretty don't mean you got to pluck them. Right. Just because they pretty. That's what he was trying. That's, that's what the OG, you talking about all this pretty stuff, man. He trying to give you the game from the cane. You understand me? <laughs> Yo, brother, I was trying to give you, man. Just because they pretty don't mean you just go and pluck them right up, man. Leave them where they are and just observe them. Make observations. Appreciate. And, and yeah, you know, and I'm definitely at that phase of my life that I, I appreciate, you know, nature's beauty. You know, creator is is outdone himself with this one. That's a fact. It's, it's definitely some amazing geometrical, symmetrical, you know, uh, and, and I say symmetrical and intellectual at the same time <laughs> because there's nothing more intellectual than something whose symmetry is where it needs to be to reflect his divinity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The femininity and the f of the electrical symmetry. Yeah, it's just like it's that feminine energy, man. I get yeah, you, man. Yeah, it's like I just yeah, black men. Why y'all ain't ready to go to war for this, man? Man, you got to. Like, but because you know, <laughs> you know that's a that's a whole that's a longer conversation. It's, 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 but it's, it's like ever, unfortunately, man. black men are not as in love with black women anymore. Because if we were, we have a whole different world. We would have a you understand me? Like most yeah. world wars, you go back in the day, a lot of wars were started just because of the woman. For, yeah, wars were fought over yeah. women. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of things in the, uh, they kill and shoot each other over women. A lot of yeah. times they don't even know, but that's the wrong but, war. Yeah, that's the wrong war. I'm talking about, you know, defending her honor. Right. You know, when you set a standard and you'd be like, you know, hands off, not this one. Right. Right? Because I understand her value and her worth. And she could bring forth a God to this earth. That's a fact. Right? So I'm going to make sure that she's protected, respected, and never neglected. You know what I'm saying? So you don't got to send me no viral video, no European saying that they prefer her DNA stocks. Mm. And I'm like, y'all just now finding this out? That's dangerous. You feel me? Did you see that video? I seen that about? video. Right? And, you know, that's just the, 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 the truth of the matter. But we noticed, we knew this about the French, we knew this about the Italians, we knew this about the Romans, all of them, when they went into these particular regions, the, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the Dutch in Brazil, the Portuguese for that matter, you know, the way that they not only dominated, but sexualized through their domination, in particular, you know, our women, the way that they merged their genetics, right? You have their specific ones, you know, the German is more scientific and engineering with his mind, but the French and, and, and the British and all of them, they get more into the genetic engineering. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They want to interact and interface at a gene level yeah. and get in there and, and you know, 
What was it about the Romans that had them with the Roman antics of romanticism and, and how they quantified that whole system of engagement through relationships? Again, you know, I think that it was very much indicative of their environment, right? The fact that if you have to fight to eat, you know, that level of aggression leads to domination. You know what I'm saying? Domination and conquest is, they're, they're, they are Aryan people. So Aryan is Aries, it's warlike. They had a movie called Clan of the Cave Bear and they showed their domination tactics was sodomistic, right? That's how they broke a particular person down when you have a dominant hierarchy and you're moving like animals in that particular dominant hierarchy. That's how they put their masculinity in check. Now, I don't know if they got this from observing aspects of nature or this is just their substrata aspect of underneath, you know, substrata humanistic nature where they're not even animal yet because an animal even obeys this particular nature. They're substrata, they're somewhere in between. And that becomes culture. And because of the domination, right, based on their particular conquest, then they start genetically imposing this on the people who they conquer. And we see it coming out in our genes and we don't speak about it as a community and it shows up as a perpetuation of abuse. When we talk about culture, right? Nipsey, not Nipsey, but uh, Kendrick Lamar did an album basically about conversation around culture. But I was particularly watching a video by a guy named Thomas Sowell. You heard him? Yeah. So he was talking about culture and he was talking about how culture usually gets passed down blindly. When uh -huh. people see another people that they're around and they follow it, right? right? And it was specifically talking about how black culture of Ebonic stemmed from you know, England, right? The England ghettos, mm -hmm. when they were replacing, like that he was utilizing the example of, you know, replacing B, you know, with proper English, like we be there, or instead of saying that we go be there, or we're going there, we bees this, we, we bees, bees that. Right. But he was saying like, even when you look at phonetically the language that was connected to us and how, you know, the Southern rednecks were the ones who were called ghetto at first. They were the mm -hmm. ones who were considered to be intolerable because we had a higher literacy rate, right? We Absolutely. were more civilized in environments, but those were the ones that were, you know, uh, uh, um, thrown aside and discarded, you know, by the higher so-called sophisticated society. But These those were the people that we were around, the, around most. the most. Yeah. So we took on those habits, our, yes. our speaking habits, acting habits, eating yeah. habits, we black movements, yeah. black rednecks. Yeah. But we are so proud of culture, but we don't know the roots of it and how most of our culture from our slang and ebonics, you understand me, stems from our connection between uh, our, rednecks our and slave masters. to our oppressor our proxy to the lower class of our oppressive society. And which right. was why when you go talk, you go, you know, you watch uh, Fred Hampton, how he was able to mobilize, right. right? Because what he realized is that, yo, all of us is down here in the ghetto are seeing right. the same Similar. by those at the higher class. Right. When we start voicing our issues and problems, right. it's gonna be the exact across the board. Right. They treat us a certain way because how we speak, how we talk, how we dress, our education, Right, our our right. level of money. So he was the he whole was, Right, he was speaking to the commonality of the classes. Yeah, Martin Luther King started speaking to the commonality of the classes. Yeah. right, with his poverty movement, Malcolm X was showing uh, 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 an ability, or you know, that he may go about right. speaking about the commonality. Of human rights of the classes, right? Yeah, human rights. So now you're talking about 
uh, stratus. You're talking about classes, right? It, you know, and, and this is the game that's being played. So under the disguise of quote unquote racism, so they like, oh, we don't want you talking about this. Over right. Here. The observation yeah. of race, which is a very low level observation. That. Yeah, that's a low level conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to differentiate, right? Because they're operating off of a lie, same way that we operating off yeah. of a lie. Go take a, 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 a right? um, upper class black person, super bougie, right? In that class and see how he treats a poor class white person. It's gonna be the same way you go treat a poor class black person. You understand me? Because it had nothing to do with your skin color at that point. I'm of a different class. I'm not a part of your race at this point. That's right. the way a person starts to believe within themselves so, that I've graduated from this. Right. The the the, the difference with them, um, the the European that is being overlooked, that is the one that is global, the acronyms for him is weird. Mm. Western, educated, independent, rich, and democratic. Mm. Right. And he creates weird science. Mm. There was another movie that they grew up on. So Western, educated, independent, right, rich and democratic. That's not the hillbilly. That's not the that's not the M&Ms of the world. That's these people are totally forgotten. These are more so, you know, your leftists and your liberals and your wasp and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Um, and their global reset and everything else that we could see is clearly, you know, showing that there's a class war. It's not a race war. No. They're destroying the lower class. They're destroying the middle class. Here's the, and, look and look at who stormed the Capitol. Look, at, look right. at the militias that were formed to go against government. Why? Because they feel like them as a group of class of people have been oppressed. Right. They feel, right. They feel threatened from a class standpoint. They're speaking about labor. Right. They're speaking about um, population mm -hmm. regeneration. Right. You feel me? So these things are class issues. They're not necessarily they, they may observe them from a racial prism to say, oh, this particular class of people or race of people are replacing us. But they're speaking about the ability for them to maintain a particular quality of life, which is also why politics right? is such an illusion, because if you wanted to create parties, you will create parties based on the class of people who have the same problems. You understand me? Not just across all spectrums and say I'm a Republican or Democrat or independent. No. Well, this Republican may be, you know, in a completely different tax bracket, eat, live in different jurisdictions and tax brackets. This person may be a poor redneck, you know, but y'all both consider yourself to be Republican or Democrat. But right. if you created it to say that, yo, I'm a but, the, you know, the only difference is when a person goes to another class and they jump into another field. But it would at least be more equal in terms of representation. But when mm -hmm. the moment that you can get people from thinking race based to class based, the people have more of a reality check to where they actually are and their interaction and reaction with the government and issues, problems, policies and things that they face on a normal everyday basis. And you start to observe a little higher than that brother got black skin. I don't like him. He can't do this, that and the third, because I promise you a lot of times the way and this is what a lot of poor white class. They can understand like, yo, why y'all treat him like a nigga? I feel that same way if I'm treated by my own people. So right. when they listen to hip hop music, they say in certain music, yo, I get this because this is the sounds of the ghetto, right. which are relating and hitting on the same tennis points and principles that I face and deal with on my daily basis. Remember, country comes out of blues, right? 
So it's, it's the same expression. They're singing in their music the same thing that they observed us going through because we were going through it in proximity. Um, whiteness as a status is something that was created, you know, relatively, you know, not too long ago in the mm -hmm. 1800s. So the Irish were considered white niggas. Mm. The Jews were not considered, quote unquote, white at all. So the, the Irish did not get accepted into whiteness until after the New York City draft riots. Right. When melanated people started rebelling. Um, well, should I say Irish started rebelling about getting drafted to go to war to have to fight for melanated people. So they started attacking melanated people in New York. And once the dominant society observed this, they was like, oh, they they put in that work. Right. Right. We need y'all to be over here and now overlord them. Watch them over here in terms of police or fireworkers firefighters and things of that nature. So they slowly brought them in and they changed their status by changing their, they changed their class by changing their status. Mm, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That, that gets me thinking on another point as well. Just the fact that since most of the things that we agree to, you know, it's like, let's say capitalism. Capitalism can only work for a group of people who have certain personality types and engineered a certain way to go get it. You understand me? But everybody else, and let's say as we look at the statistics and numbers, there's a reason why there's only a certain amount of millionaires, because there's a certain amount of people who society has set up based on their personality type and the way that they think to thrive. And everybody else may subscribe to that way of life, but based on the way that, you know, your type of intelligence or your type of personality or your speciality and skills, naturally, you would never thrive in this. But you agree to right. it not knowing that it was never set up for you. Right. Your learning type dictates that you learn a particular way. But if I'm only teaching you to be a worker, you know what I'm saying? But let's say your learning type is you're, you're left center, you're creative. You need to learn by me drawing on the wall. You never got into your learning. Right. So your developmental dysfunction is that you only... You know what I'm saying? I got you over here playing my game. You dig what I'm saying? And then you 12 years a slave into it. It's, it's, it's the same structure if you look at NFL or NBA. All of these people that have a, a certain genetic phenotype built a certain way. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Um, they range in a higher possibility of being able to go to the NFL or the NBA. But we know that the numbers of people who actually go is very small compared to the thousands and hundreds of thousands of young boys and women that want to be in these professional fields. Mm -hmm. But you cast a wide net and you allow everybody to dream of being in something that they could never be. There's only a small percentage of people, like I said, that who actually could be there. Then right. there's certain people who break past certain mental barriers to where they force themselves into places because their mind has that much intelligence. Right. Where they understand the sweet science of but it. But they understand they that in. that's one out of 10,000. They told you that in Django. So they like, look, there's going to be a few of them that figure this thing out and break from the pack. You know what I'm saying? And get into this particular bag. We got a little spot. So they like, right. could be a walk on. We got a little spot for you over here. But society not set up for the rest of the people nah. to condition them to what they're good at so that their strengths are what they actually go after. Because a lot of people, right. you may have the same dream as somebody where that's their strength and that's your weakness, right? And so you would think in a different modified society that it would be set up in a manner to where people are gravitating to things that are connected to their strengths. So now their dream is connected to their strength. But right. some people have dreams connected to their weakness. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you got a goal, let's say, in, in, in entrepreneurship that requires you to think logistically in a certain way. But that's your actual weakness. Right. 
let's say that you know you 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 think that you're musically inclined you want to be a rapper but right. that may be your actual weakness but it's what you see and inspire because that's what the people around you are right. successful at so you have to learn to redefine and remodify society in different ways where a person's human design is what they go after. And this is why knowledge of self is first important. So I was about to say. When you comprise the schools and the universities to where a person, like school should be first, the basis of school should be classes to where it's all about learning yourself to optimize your understanding of who you are and your strengths and weaknesses. Nobody should graduate high school only knowing whether they get a 3.0 or 4.0 or they you know, made whatever honors role, but they don't know themselves. Am I good at spatial intelligence, music intelligence, linguistic intelligence? They don't know none of these things about themselves. Right. You should have a full so, breakdown of your design so, chart and that should help dictate your pathway. So the travesty is that we're sitting on the edge of our seats, biting our nails, right? Caught up in our emotions, whether, you know, um, little Timmy gonna make it home from school or not? Right. And he's going to learn garbage. Garbage. Right? But he's in the prox. He's in. He's in. You know. He's in the line of bullets. Right. There's a possibility that he I might not make it home. I seen my first shooting at school. Right. But he got to go and learn things that's gonna make him developmentally dysfunctional. Right. And not fit for society. And he runs the threat of getting killed. Mm -hmm. Right. So we got to do better because. What you're talking about is necessary and needed, but who's going to teach it? Mm. You feel me? So the metaverse that I'm building now is an earn to learn, you know, modality where we game, get, we gamify the hero's journey and people are now incentivized to learn these things about themselves, right? Yeah. Where you're rewarded to get into you. Right. And to learn you on any and every aspect that you can master self, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to give you the power, you powering up your avatar in these spaces and these places. And then you realize that you, yourself, are the um, most stable asset class. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're so confused. We're, we're chasing somebody else's um, observation of how the game is played. Mm -hmm. So these things are just like sparks out of our minds, NFTs and right. moments, memories, and memorabilia. That's how I classify NFTs. But you are the beacon of light that all of these thoughts, ideas, and moments come from. So why not see yourself as the generator yeah, the of currency and assets? A lot of people are mad at the fact that the NFT market is down, but I'm not. The NFT market is supposed to be down because of the way that it was built up, the hype in the first place. Yeah. In my first interviews, I said that, you know, I want the market to crash because that's when you have to prove out the actual value right. of the underlying technology. Right. The system itself has to crash where people can prove their own underlying value of who they are as a human being. Right. There's unfortunately, and this is why I don't really regard people as being special in so many ways, because you just happen to be born in a society that catered towards your strengths. And the other person happened to be born in a society that did not cater to their strengths. It catered to their weaknesses. So whether you have somebody that has a great memorization technique in school and you get good grades does not mean there's any semblance that you are better than the other student who did not. Because they may be greater at doing a multitude of other different other things, things than right. you that are not metrics of value. Right. So this is where we go into, and this is where I challenge all my peers and all the educators around the world that when you develop out these courses, when you are teaching, you are educator, 
you have a responsibility if somebody's paying you for this knowledge development in a way where you are developing the student, right? Like that's why I start with learning how to learn. That's learning why to learn. we have the personality test. We have the ACES test. We have so many different things because along this way, you are going to become a better person, a more developed, optimized, performing person. Performing. And what this more is going to do, more efficient. Right. the more you know yourself, the more you know how to place yourself. Mm -hmm. Because people are placing themselves in positions that they can never be successful they in. They don't belong. Right. And this is how you structure the family. If the family knows, if you got a chart, you should have a foul on the family. This is like, okay, my son one through five, this is how his brain was, this is how we learn it. So therefore, you're not just telling them, oh, you should be a lawyer or you should be this, you should go to school and this. You can actually give them guidance based on their framework, their mental and biological framework. Their proficiency. Their proficiency, because this is what they right. do when you go into FBI, CIA, NSA. They take they all of these you. tests yeah. to know who you are and where you will be best placed. It's just shrimps, right. Right, and the, the companies are doing the same thing now. They have more data on you than your parent will ever know. So they're studying you conclusively to understand what are your likes and your dislikes. And now imagine if that same work was utilized to help benefit people's life rather than just capitalism, right? Instead right. of trying to get you to just buy, how about I'm doing this to help you become a better producer? And this is where we reverse engineer and we add righteousness into these systems so where we can modify our behavior towards better nation building. Because a bigger issue is that when, if, if we had an algorithm in a super quantum machine to be able to look at all the black minds understand who should be placed in what category we can easily start saying that yo you should be in this part of the world you should be over here you should be doing this job you should be a part of this intelligentsia and uh, this is the mind frame that i'm putting that out in the universe that we are building out now that we're going to that we're building out because we have to start reshaping people based on where they need to be it's built it's built just call forward the pieces of it you know what i'm saying it's built it's already mm -hmm. here um 27 cubes form a rubik's so you, you should pull in those 27 scientists. And I think that if we have um, problems that are unsolvable to this day as a community and a society, um, why not put it to a computer? Why not throw it to AI? Why not throw it to a quantum computer to see what the algorithm says at this point, right? Once we install our mind in the machine, right? Once we spiritualize matter, which is the machine and put our mind into it, we also can put in these quote unquote problems with just, these are just equations. And these computers can now calculate and say, you know, based on my assessment, you need to do this. That's what it is. It's me? just a test. So again, yeah, utilizing machines to become better humans is, you know, what, what, what I'm focusing on to create what's called a super sapien, mm. right? A person who has, because uh, I'm going to tell you what they're attempting to do with AI. They're attempting to edge out God. Because when you change the probability factor to automation, if you don't have probability, who needs God? God only exists when probability exists. You're praying because you don't know the outcome, mm -hmm. right? But if the outcome is predetermined, guess what? You don't need God no more. Mm, that's so deep. this is a, a play, their final play, you know what I'm saying? On those who was created from the mind of God, this is now their final play to outwit God by utilizing their mind to create an externalized mind. In the time when man himself 
is coming up against the challenge of a lifetime, which is he's coming into contact with machine. And the main question remains, will man mount machine or will machine mount man? That's key. Right. You know, I want to I want to interject there and we can close out in a second. Okay. When we think about technology, everybody, not all people agree with understanding the metaverse and blockchain and technology and utilizing it. I can tell you this for a fact that those who are already in power are going to use it to maintain or increase power. Why wouldn't they? I can tell you that for a fact that you don't have anything to lose because you already don't have anything. So for me, when we talking about utilizing technology and resources and becoming more efficient and productive and creating our own, there's no reason why we shouldn't use these systems that come. But the problem is, is that most people don't think of how would I tailor this for our liberation? They only think in thoughts and patterns of this is how they're going to use it to keep us oppressed. But every time I learn something, I think about how this can be used as a tool and a resource. Right. Again, so yeah. my brain is going to framework it completely different than the other person. They only seeing it from one angle. Right. And so to be an angel for a person is to give them a whole new perspective to be like, yo, let's see it from this way. Because this is actually how we save ourselves. Right. So if you charge something just one degree, you've changed it. So even 440 hertz, if you change it to 441, you've changed the whole dynamic. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you don't have to go through a 180 degree change for it to be substantiated. You don't have to change 360 for you to change something. One degree changes something. So in this conversation, people are going to have an opportunity to think different. Why? Because we allowed them access to a whole different perspective. So they like, oh, I just see this thing different right. this way. Right. And again, the, but it, and isn't that the kind of quintessential idea of an angel when they show it in a movie, an angel come out of nowhere and they say something to you right. and give you a word. And he was like, oh, man, an angle of light, such an right? angel. They pop up on an angle of light and they drop something to you, almost like a mineral. You was mineral deficient. It, like it, that gold it, water. Yeah, it locked in. That one mineral and right now there. now I can access, right? Oh, I get it now. I changed this. Boop. And my whole reality changed. That's, that's, that right? is the formula like of this. dropping the key on somebody. That's dropping the key. You feel me? And, um, you know, this is what high-level observation and conversations are about. Again, the ability, right? High tides lift boats. Stimulating the mind. So they like, oh, I, I, I get it. I can see it. That's why analogy is so important. You know, implanting a picture in somebody's mind. You feel me? And the reason they say words are worlds is because you can see what I'm saying. That's a super fact. You feel me? You can see what I'm saying. And that, that, that particular mental configuration has the ability to change a person's whole outlook. I see and, through right. pictures. I see through vision. Everything I create and frame. And when I, I have to explain it in analogies because I have to build a picture in your mind right. so you can see what I see. Right. And that's my whole thing. Everybody doesn't do and see through pictures. But that's my every time I get a thought, I have to add a visual representation in some yes. form, way or manner. And the way I explain that is for you to get that same vibrational feeling right. so that you can architect the same picture. Once again, so that I can impart yeah. visions. You're, you're locking in your concepts to geometry and you are as a as a, um, you know, architect, you're transferring that particular geometry to somebody else's mind so they can build crystal palaces and see these particular things 
the game that we are countering or going against is the fact that we know the adversary at any and all time wants to control the narrative, right? Because if they can control the narrative, you are always observing the world out of their eyes, mm-hmm. right? You're not even observing the world through your eyes connected to your brain, which connects you, right, to this particular, you know, frequency. No, you're watching the world almost like how uh, in Dark Crystal, the lady plucked the eye out and she had an eye in her hand. We watching the world through somebody else's yeah. eyes attached to a brain that's calcified. If I only give right? you a certain type of ingredients, you can only make a certain type of dish. Right. So that observation cannot see but so far because... It's calcified. The pineal is not fully activated. You're not seeing into the darkness. You was talking about earlier making, and this is what they say in the, in the, in the book, we have to make um, light conscious of itself and dark conscious of itself as well because darkness is just another spectrum of light. You know what I'm saying? It's just a void, but it's another spectrum of light. And when we are engaging and people's, um, you know, biophosphorus lights are going off in their head with these visuals that we are parting by way of these conversations, we're making darkness conscious of itself, right? Because the light and the images that they see in their mind is, is they're seeing it. Just because they don't physically see it, they're still seeing it. Just like when we go to sleep, we are observing and making observation of things that are super lucid. Where you like, shit, not only did I see it, I seen it, seen it. That's a fact. I seen it in different colors. I felt it. You know what I'm saying? It was real. I came back with a piece of it on me. You dig what I'm saying? Dream so, walking, man. You jump in and grab yeah. stuff. I grab you know, stuff from dreams all the time that I utilize in real life. There are certain conversations I've had in I, my I, dreams. I know you do. That I ponder upon to this day on what they mean. And it actually helped me navigate. I actually used the piece. I was having a conversation with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in my dream. Dope. And he told me something. Dope. And, so, and, and I pondered upon what that meant for a very long time. Uh-huh. You know, and yesterday I was faced with somebody saying something of similar semblance. But now that I've already been through the iteration of that thought so many times that I had a whole lot of experience in dealing with that particular matter. So when I did with that individual, people was like, yo, you dealt with that amazingly. Because, you know, I've been to a whole nother dimension where I got experience from that. Prepare for it. And, you know, the brother Jabril, uh, who's Farrakhan, right hand man, you understand me? Um, and, and he was, you know, close to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as well, mm-hmm. say that, you know, when Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan visits you, it's like, it's real. You understand mm-hmm. me? Because you got to think about the many times where you have a dream about Malcolm X or Honorable Elijah Muhammad or Marcus Garvey. You don't have a dream about certain figures too many times that people tell me I'm always in a dream. Me too. I be, I yeah. be, I be in the astral plane. And I be behaving smart. myself. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I be. Yeah. You know what I mean? They be like, oh. They always say I'm there helping. Yeah. 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 And I'll be in and out, but that don't mean we got a connection. No, I'm just... <laughs> no it don't. It don't mean relax. No matter what's being told, we ain't not married. Calm down. Yeah, relax. Yeah. That was not that. That wasn't the that sign. Wasn't that. That was, you had a low level observation of <laughs> what you thought was interpreted anyway. Wrong dimension. Peace Family 19 Keys tapping in. And this episode is brought to you by Goldwater. Now, sleep is probably the one most important thing that a human being can do. I know people used to tell you, come on now, entrepreneurs don't sleep and things of that nature. Don't listen to that. That's complete bullcrap. You need your rest, right? Now, the importance is that the universe has, or nature itself, has aligned the body, right, with a circadian rhythm. 
at 10 o'clock, we naturally are supposed to stop eating and our body starts to secrete a fluid, making us tired, right? Known as melatonin. Those who have heard of this understand this. We often disrupt that process because we have uh, artificial lights, blue lights within the day. And by the time we go to sleep, we never get into that deep, deep beta delta wave sleep, right? Now, this is not good. You want to get into that deep REM sleep because at night what happens while you're sleeping, your body is resting and regenerating, processing all the information from the day. Your cells are going there healing. Your body is digesting the food, clearing out your colons and the rest of your body. So when you wake up, you're clear and you're operating at optimal function. Now, one of the issues in society today is a lot of people don't dream. When they do dream, they don't dream in color, right? Or when they do dream, they don't have a lucid dream. And a lucid dream is when the dreamer realizes they're dreaming. That means that you have power over your subconscious faculties. The same way you have power in a lucid dream when you can control everything in your reality is the same way you can have power in a lucid woke state. But the lucid dream allows you to be able to figure out complex ideas and things that's going on in your own life and take control over it. Right. But everybody doesn't even know how to operate in that standard of reality that every human being has the possession to be able to tap inward to. We have great testimonials when it comes to Goldwater that our customers and our clients are always coming back and say, yo, I had my first deep dream in a long time. I've had great sleep. So sometimes I would take gold water right before I go to sleep. I also take it when I wake up in the rising. So it gives me that energy. It gets me started. I take it on the empty stomach 30 seconds before I eat anything in my stomach. And I take it at night. So it helps me secrete that melatonin, that electrify my brain, tapping into that third eye, decalcifying my pineal gland. So by the time I wake up, I am abundant. I am refreshed. I am ready to go as all human beings should. Listen, I don't know what you're doing right now, but make sure you get a great night's sleep so you can wake up refreshed and then do it on the go and see if you're more in that electrical mode. Tap in. Um, <laughs> I love y'all. So, but anyway, man, to that point though, man, you know, being able to utilize that state where you lucid dream or just dreams period and interpret that but finding good meaning i think is the key because most people think of things in nightmares and dreams i only think of it in dreams i think that oftentimes there's just a lesson that you are supposed to learn and the angle of thought you're supposed to get and if you think about how do i squeeze you know uh something good out of this then you're right. always going to look at it from a certain angle to say how can i loop this around and utilize it but if you're looking at it for it to be something negative that's draining that you can't use and that was a blockage, then you're going to look at it from that angle. And I always choose the angle of goodness. I always choose the angle of alchemization, right, for manifestation and execution. Yeah. And I want to say that, you know, this 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 build, you really because I haven't identified it enough, but we've really been talking about alchemy, 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 alchemy. You know what I'm saying? Um, even like when I was speaking about the body as a lab, you know, the body as a lab is responsible for the alchemical process of turning lead into gold, mm -hmm. you know, and lead can be a lot of different things in our life. Lead can be heavy thoughts. Lead right. can be sins, shit that's heavy on your heart. Lead could be all the way heavy metals to the physical, you know, poison that we are, you know, chemtrails and, you know what I'm saying, the metals in the food and 
for other people to shots and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Leg could be self-doubt, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You know what I'm saying? All of these things, you're responsible as an alchemist to turn them into gold. Gold can be found in the solar plexus, which is your third chakra responsible for courage and will. This is all about the willpower. Do you have the ability to generate the necessary energy, the thought, the idea, and manifest it, right? Bring it into the material plane, because you said what? Everything exists twice, right? But it's a process that it takes. It exists in the mind, and then you got to bring it and give birth to it. You know what I'm saying? And that takes willpower. So what we're observing in public, especially with our particular, our people, black men in particular, is that they lack willpower, right? They're being destroyed in their lower three chakras, dealing with the root being disrupted by way of the home. Many of them being born into single parent homes or, you know, places that they are not getting the necessary foundation to build skyscrapers from. And then some level of sexual abuse or some level of sexual introduction or orientation at a younger age, because when the mom is not home root, you know what I'm saying? It leaves the child somewhat vulnerable, sacral, and then coming into the um, solar plexus, the willpower is not there because he's dealing with, you know what I'm saying? The shit that he ain't deal with, mm-hmm. you feel me? With that trauma that happened over there, right? And then he shuts off his heart for talking crazy with his throat or running game, you know what I'm saying? And then these, these higher faculties are just non-accessible, mm. right? Now he out here pimping. Yeah, lost, pimping yeah. and simping. And, and, and so, you know, I want to end the conversation here um, as we went through a lot of different things. And I like how you put the alchemy spin on it, because, you know, we talk about talked about crystals and all of these different things that you use. And all of it is to attune you. You understand me to be at your highest vibrational self at all times, whether you're utilizing gold water to electrify that pineal gland. Right. You understand me so that you can increase the lucid dreaming, hand eye coordination and different things where you tapping into one of the bowls and. You know, you hearing one of them. Hold on, we gotta get a bigger sound than that. You understand me? And you yes. putting yourself on a, a higher frequency, but also allowing you to be able to tune into the moment, which is a key thing. Whether after this and you've been spending this much time blue light watching us, you go outside and go look at the sun a little bit. You know what I mean? Go, go find somewhere where you can step on grass and ground yourself. Whether you're meditating, chanting, praying, right, uh, reading, whatever it may be, there has to be some sort of practice induction into your life that is helping you optimize yourself into that state of godliness, right? Society has not created uh, itself in a manner to help you optimize your best self. It's only set up for certain people to be at the top. So you have to create your own reality on where you can be at the top. And the only way to do that is to where you have to live above the state of this existence into a higher plane where you get to utilize the greatest nation on the planet Earth, which is the imagination to produce your own reality. Because when I want something done, I have to start within self, then bring it outward. Right. I use this story when I was talking on stage at Recession Proof. I say, listen, and I heard this at a TED talk. It's not mine. I give credit where credit due. But the brother was saying, he said, there was a story of a man looking for his keys. And man lost his keys. And they seen the man outside his house and the woman walked up and she was like, 
what you doing out here? He said, I'm looking for my keys. And so she like, where did you lose them? He said, I lost them inside my house. She said, well, why the hell aren't you looking inside your house? He said, well, it's dark in there. <laughs> and she was like, huh? And it speaks to how human beings don't want to go and find the solutions and the keys where they are because it's hard. Right. So you start looking outside yourself. You start looking outside the very place where it exists because you feel like it's easier. Oh, there's light out here. No, you have to go where the source is. And right. anytime you start looking outside yourself for validation, for greatness, for godliness, for perfect, for perfection, for realization, for any of those things, you are already lost and you will never be connected to the source needed to where you should be in position to place yourself into exaltation. So I appreciate you being here, my good brother, because I think we went through all of the chakras and all of the frequencies. Oh, <laughs> it, it was still things being hit on. Shout out to Mama Pill. Yeah. Shout out to Red Pill. Yeah. Shout out to KT. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sabi, Elijah, you oh, know, yeah. all of the ancestors we got to give. We might have to do a part to. part two of my brother. This is yeah. Dr. Sebi's stepson. His yeah. mother was yeah. married to Dr. Sebi. She was um, the first person on record to cure AIDS. Let's put first that on person record. on record to cure. He yeah. comes from a family yes. of practitioners of higher consciousness. Yes. You understand me? That have ushered many people into the frequency of thought. That have brought many people out the matrix. That are teachers and healers. And which is a very, very rare that the mother and the sons, you understand me, follow that particular path. Yeah. So you all were met the elder blessed the with a certain light to do that. Five and um, Dr. Sebi. Yes, he had an indelible impression on us. Took my mother as a student, and as her cubs, as her children, you know, we were able to observe and watch, you know, somebody um, give their life to service mm. to humanity and continue that service, you know, to this day, upholding that particular legacy. And just to see the fruits of it, you know, see the brother Yaki sit here at, in an interview and say, you know, this was his beginning. And I was just like, just, you know, just, yeah. just so proud of, of the sacrifice because like you said, you know, this comes out of darkness. What I mean by that is, you know, there was only a time when this many people knew about it. Mm. You feel me? It, it wasn't it wasn't a, a international global conversation, but they held the charge. They held the frequency. Even if it was one person in the audience, they showed up to teach and to serve, you know, and we have um, as a society benefited immensely from it. And um, yeah, um, we're honoring the work of our ancestors by unifying, you know, by bringing these forces together and showing that um, you know, the, the, the best way that we can make sense of a particular situation is to show, you know, unity and force. So I'm, I'm always honored, you know, to be on this journey, um, to, to observe your transformation into the number one thought leader in oh the world. God. And you have furnished a platform, you know, such as this, that allows high thoughts and high conversations to take place, you know, across a broader spectrum in an audience with people who can now really utilize because they've they've mastered the material. You feel me? And that is a superpower onto itself. You know, now they have the ability to to put that mastermind in place, put these stars and then these planets in rotation mm -hmm. and really get into that cosmic force that latently exists inside of all of these good people out here. All right. So with that, I want to say peace, love and light.
I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Continue the good works. So, my official close. <laughs> Nobody closing my show but me. <laughs> I forgot who else tried to close before. But anyway, my brother, I do appreciate you being here. <laughs> I do appreciate all the angles and dimensions of what right. we have been through. I do appreciate the crystallization of this conversation. Indeed. You understand me? And I'm sure that we have cemented this moment into a multiverse you understand me, of greatness for many people who will yes. be in observant participation, you understand me, of these thought waves that we have cemented into their mind in the form of light to decalcify that pineal. Make sure y'all tap into another high-level conversations. I'm here with Blue Pill 44. Peace. I'm gonna let him get his out here. Yeah. 19 keys and this is high level conversation. Tap in with the guys. This particular conversation was like a trip through the cosmos. We definitely were ascending, you know, through the chakras, going from lower to higher. I felt that particular transition. Um, so I'm sure that people observing this particular program and going to be able to go through that same thing. I want them to walk away knowing though that even though we go all the way to the, the highest of heights, don't be intimidated by those heights. You too can attain this level of access to information. Every journey starts with one step. Yeah, man, you know, Blue Pillar, the uh, reason I had him on here, he's a pillar of the community, he's a pillar of the culture, man. He's a pillar of consciousness. He's an encyclopedia and a wealth of knowledge and information um, in all fields and ranges. I know people that are head fund managers, rappers, celebrities, psychologists, doctors, all sort of different people follow Blue Pill and they tap into, you know, um, the science in which he teach, which is not institutional science. You understand me? You're talking about getting to more of that crystalline consciousness to where you're talking about utilizing some of the court methods. You understand me? And utilizing some of that gnosis and that higher knowledge. Um, and that brother is an adept in the school of higher consciousness. So I just I, I wanted to have people understand that, you know, you may look at one person because um, let's say what they talk about all day is financial literacy. Right. And in this structure of America and it's a capitalist society, of course, financial literacy is going to resonate. This this is the greatest movement that we've seen of it financial literacy but at the same time we have to have financial consciousness we have to have higher consciousness because if we get money without righteousness you understand me then we will become devils because of the way that we're going to use it and it can be used against us as a tool to become our god and i think that this brother is constantly reminding us to think outside the matrix you understand me i always say that and i think this is a perfect way to describe blue pill in this analogy is that you know it, the box doesn't don't think outside the box. Don't think inside the box. The box don't exist. You understand me? And I think that when I get to a roundabout of thinking with Blue Pill, when you try to structure with some of the layers of angles that you've got from, you know, um, a traditional education and institutions, you're going to lose because you're going to be thinking inside the box. And even when you think outside the box, it's only compared to the box itself. 
But when you remember the box don't exist, then you're tapping into universal law. And that allows you to be able to stream intelligence from places that don't have to be validated because it's verified by the fact that you are the source. So I think that Blue Pill is a curator of that particular stream of thought and consciousness. I've been knowing this brother for years. We travel around the world. We've taught many different people and I've learned a lot from him. You understand me? Um, just along the way. Anytime I talk to him, he reminds me of different parts of things that I'm interested in reality, different things that I've studied, you know, um, as an intellectual, you know, um, as a self-described scholar myself. So I think that blue pill is necessary and especially because, you know, we all living in the matrix. And one of my business partners as well that I've done some great and terrible business over the years, you know, and, and we know how hard that is to find good business partners because I don't work with a lot of suckers. Initially, when I came into the community, there was no community, so I had to put foundations down. I had to start building out things, um, building out stages that wasn't necessarily for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was always wanting to find the individuals who were most prepared to do the job that needed to be done. And when I met Keys, you know, he definitely showed the, the character of an individual who knew exactly what he came to do. He was on assignment. Uh, he's always uh, been consistent with his word and his intention has been in the right place. And his uh, conversation and demonstration on family, I felt was the most important topic and the most important demonstration. At the time, things that people may have been overlooking, a lot of people were arguing whether God was a woman or a man or what have you, and not really focusing on the family unit but you got to lead by example. So, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the brother had the ability to demonstrate in real time what it looks like to put your family back in a position of power. And I think that that's something that we need to duplicate and replicate throughout our country, our nation, this world, especially the melanated diaspora. Yeah, man, I remember when I was, uh you know, thinking about the idea of Goldwater, and um, I put it in the chat because it was uh, it was during the time when I created a group called Shifters, co-founded it with my brothers, and um, I was like, yo, you know, I did the math on this gold, like this is it, this is for the people, this is what we need, you know, and nobody hit me back, but Blue Pill hit me like, bro, I'm on that, I'm off, I'm already into the gold, I've been locked in, you understand me, and so, you know, um, it was magic from there to where. We decided to go into business, you know, um, and Blue Pill had been a solid business partner, but at the same time, he is very much educated within that field. Um, he's somebody that already had testimonials in the field where people knew him for, you know, uh, giving out the gold. And so it made sense to partner with a brother like that because he was already tapped into that field. And so to find people though, who will, you know, uh, allow you to consistently, every time you talk to him, you will have a high level conversation. You understand me? It's rare, right? No matter what he doing at whatever time on the planet earth, if I have a thought, no matter how out the bounds of reality I may think it is, if I talk to that brother, he's gonna be an easy person that validates that thought as real. You understand me? And I think that that's necessary in reality and why a lot of people don't go outside those bounds of, you know, uh, uh, what's accepted because they don't have anybody to accept them. You understand me? And, you know, even putting out an uh, element such as gold as a product, you know, we built it based on the testimonial of you tell me what it did for you. And we got so many beautiful testimonials from people with all sort of ailments and used it for all sort of modalities. 
um, that now it has become a staple in people utility within their life and their way of life. Like you need that gold consistently to keep yourself electrified. That and of course the mushrooms that we utilize from the different compounds that help with the brains and the beautiful effects that it has on my people who's trying to consistently, you know, re-energize their brain to actually work in a time where we need it the most. Because we are trying to solve a problem that the devils and the mathematicians are trying to continue to keep us yeah, from solving. So it requires us to consistently upgrade our software, our hardware, so that we stay tapped in at all times. You understand me? And I believe that that's what these tools are. You know, they're, they're, they're resources that you can utilize for higher crystalline consciousness. Tap in. Peace to you and yours, Brother Blue Pill Report, live and direct. We are here at High Level Conversations. I'm with your host, Brother 19 Keys. I'm 19 Keys, and this is High Level Conversation. Tap in with the guys.